Yo, 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 it's MIA Radio. You guessed it. And we're back for the last week of 2021. Yes, sir. It's been a long year, but a, a quick one and a good one. So we just wanted to come on here real quick and thank you guys for, you know, always supporting, always listening, subscribing, reviewing, rating, just sending us messages, showing us love, reposting, all that. Trust me, we really appreciate it. Uh, you guys are the ones that just been keeping this podcast alive straight up. So, uh, yeah, man, thank you guys. We appreciate you. And for this week, we just put a little, you know, best of 2021 um, podcast together. We had a lot of dope guests. And uh, I think this is actually a great time, especially in the new year, to kind of whatever you missed, you can get a quick recap of uh, f- our favorite moments, our favorite guests, uh, and just even uh, me and Kaz, Paul, Texas, talking-ish. So, yeah, man, um, enjoy the podcast. Enjoy the new year. We'll be back in 2022, stronger, better, faster, Daft Punk vibes. <laughs> that was terrible. Uh, but, yeah, it's MIA Radio. Thank you, guys. We out. Welcome to Miami. Bienvenidos a Miami. You're now listening to MIA Radio. Who put this thing together? DJ Kev, DJ Zaya. That's who. Let me holler at my real Miami motherfuckers. Wait, 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 wait. This that Zaya Cash shit, though. Yeah. yeah. Lo mejor en Miami, bro. You already know. They're going to shut down the city with this shit right here. Zaya Cash, best in the city, bruh. Bruh. But it's going to be a podcast? Am I everything? I'm still lost. I me too. I don't know Yo, what's going on. Yo, I still want to listen to it, though. It's saying cast, bro. Oh, shit. I'm down. 305 Miami shit. Yo, 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 it's MIA Radio. Yes, we are back for a big one. The big one. A big one, the 100. 100, we made it. You got it? You're going to say it or not? <laughs> Cien. Cien, we yes. always We always got to say it in Spanish. Yes. But we decided we needed we need to bring in the big guns for the 100th episode. Yes. Miami legend. Legend. Uh, I mean, no introduction no, we, needed. We, we need to give him a little introduction. I had, I had to write it down because okay. there were so many things that he's So he's many hats. He's a DJ. Yeah. He's a producer. He's a podcast host, one right. of maybe one of the biggest podcasts. He's a director, an A and R, a label owner, and I don't. I mean, there's probably some other things, but we got DJ EFN in the building, in, the building, yeah. in his building. Yeah, exactly. Yes, <laughs> Thank yes. you for coming to my building, guys. Yes, Appreciate it. We are in Kendall. I am in Kendall. <laughs> rare. Y'all know that it's rare for me to come to Kendall, so I'm here. Well, welcome like, to Kendall. This yes. is like the farthest we've ever. Last gone. time I was here, I went to Don Carter's. <laughs> Coño, that's a long time ago. That shit's out of here. Yeah. Nah, nah, nah. But yeah, man, we wanted to have have you on the show because, uh, like we were saying earlier, you know. We'd like to uh, showcase to our audience how DJs have been able to, you know, carve their own lane or do multiple things, not just DJ. Right. And everyone has seen you, you know, with Drink Champs, with Nori and all that, but they don't know, like, all the history right, and the right, years right. of grind that you put in and how many of the other shit that I mentioned that you do. So we just kind of wanted to, you know, make sure people know your story. and Appreciate it. And, uh, and yeah, talk about your life and how you got to where you are now, basically. And congrats on, on the 100th episode. Appreciate it, bro. Really yeah, you guys were you. definitely an inspiration to yeah, us. Yeah, facts, facts. Starting I mean, a I mean, podcast. Drink Champs is 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 the staple, you know, for, for podcasts and for Miami and everything. And so it's, it's multiple angles. And, you know, we always, always watch it. And, and it's an inspiration because you guys 
I like the flow, you know, and 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 me and Zaya, you know, we're different, and it's like you and Nori are you like right? We're yin yang. Yeah. It's kind of similar with us because like I'm the one that's always instigating, and then he's the <laughs> one that's like checking. So like, right. and you, you're the one that's always like, all right, let's get back, you know, right? Like, let's get back to this, you know. So it's it's to us it's huge. Like it's to have you on, and thank you. You know, no, no, so, it's my pleasure, man. Sure. Um, so we had a I had an office not too far from here, a few blocks that way. It was a warehouse, and and when Nori after his reggaeton album, he I I was never into reggaeton, and he knew that. Actually, when he told me, he spit a verse off his reggaeton album before I even anybody knew he was doing reggaeton, and I thought he was clowning. Yeah, you know. Um, so he finished that album, and for whatever reason, the hip hop community at the time turned kind of turned their backs on him, like the mainstream like English hip hop community. And and then whatever he decided to move to Miami, and I remember him kind of basically telling me, "Yo, he he looked at me as like a hip hop purist, he which I don't necessarily say that I am or I'm not, but and he also knew that I wasn't into reggaeton, so he's like, "Yo, bring me back to hip hop." Um, and so he started working. He moved to Kendall, wow. and he started working out of my studio every day. We were making records, making doing freestyles and uh, doing interviews. Like we we basically like. Got him back into the into the fray of hip hop, the hip hop related news and stuff. And at that same time, uh, shout out to this this dude Leo G, homie Leo G. He had a he was at XM Radio. He had a, a, a station called Sixty Six Raw on XM before the merger. Mm-hmm. He's like, yo, you guys want to do some satellite radio? You could do it from here. We don't usually let people do it outside of our studios in DC, but I could work it out and you guys could send it in. All right, cool. So we started doing um, XM radio out of our out of my studio, and that shit was just like drink champs, just less guests. Because who the fuck was gonna come to Kendall? Kendall. And we weren't really like popping like that, you know. And you just you were going off the riff, like you had. Yeah, a- yeah. I mean, sometimes we had like Fat Joe might have came through and different a couple people, but it wasn't like how how drink champs is. So and then we were there for like we did that for like two three years after the merger XM. We were on sixty six raw. We were on Hip Hop Nation. We were on Backspin. And I think another network. And Nori ended up doing an album with Capone again. He went on tour to Europe. I was managing Mayday. And we got signed to Strange Music. And they got really busy on tour. So we both got really busy. And we couldn't do that show anymore. And we weren't making a dime off of it. We are doing it for fun. And I was like, man, I really enjoyed doing that show. I would love to do it again. My homie, who's from, from out here too, Godfrey, he had a, a podcast called Gamertag Radio. And he had been doing podcasting since the beginning. He was always advocating to me like, yo, you should podcast. That thing you had with Nori, you guys should do as a podcast. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I know what I knew what a podcast was, but I knew that it wasn't big in hip hop and it was kind of looked at like this nerdy thing that computer right. nerds did. Yeah. So I stepped to Nori and he didn't know what a podcast was. <laughs> so he was like, ah, I don't know, whatever. He didn't really pay mind to it. It took like a few years to, to really, like other people started hitting him up. Like, yo, you should do a podcast. And he's like, talk to EFN. You know, you guys should do that as a pod. Talk to EFN. A couple times I talked, had serious convos, and Nori still wasn't ready, and I kind of looked dumb. And I'm like, yo, my bad, man. I don't know. This dude's just not not with it. So it took a few years, and finally he did a podcast with a podcaster that reminded him of him like it was a street dude. And he was like, oh, okay, this is. This you got a taste of it. Yeah, I could see myself yeah, doing this, do this, you know. And then he comes back to me. He's like, yo, E, I'm ready. So it's parallel to all of that. Going back to the studio sessions, we would drink a lot, you know, in our office. Um, 
And we had this term in my crew that if you couldn't handle your liquor, you're not a drink champ. And we would say that a lot. Like, oh, you ain't a drink champ. You ain't a drink champ. So much that Nori ended up doing a track called Drink Champ yeah. produced by The Alchemist back then. He recorded it in the studio. And I loved that term so much. I was like, man, I wonder if anybody has a dot com on this shit. Because, man, that could be anything. That could be a bar. That could be clothing line. Yeah. I don't know. It just sounds dope. Drink right. Champ, Drink Champs. I grabbed Drink Champ and Drink Champs. It was available. I got it. Like, okay, dope. I grabbed the Twitter handle. I grabbed the Instagram when it was available. Shit, I might even have the MySpace back then for, for right, that right, shit. Right, right, right. You know? Um, and then I, you know, I ended up trademarking and copywriting and a little fast forward. I had my boy Scam, who's a legendary, you know, graphic artist and MC, do uh do the do the logo. logo. And so when Nori said he was ready, and again, I'm condensing a, a long story. And Nori's like an impatient dude when he's raised, like, yo, he's ready. You gotta, you know, you gotta yeah. catch that that fire. You were ready to go. And I was like, and he had named our other show. Our other show's name was Militainment Crazy Raw Radio. Wow. That's the time. He wanted to add everybody's name in the, yeah, in the yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, I'm naming this motherfucker. Yeah. So I tell him, yo, I got this ready to go. And he wasn't even sure of it. He's like, I said, drink. He's like, ah, all right, fuck it, let's do it. And I was like, yeah, I got the logo, I got everything. All right, all right, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. And and the rest is history. Damn. So that's uh what year was that? uh 2016 march 2016 we're about to head into our sixth year i believe wow doing in march and when you guys first started how like was it like right off the bat you guys were like hitting it like hitting it off like the chemistry was there or you guys well i mean the the whole premise of it was we had already done this so we already knew what our chemistry was and we have history you know and my approach to it is the approach on stage with it or the relationship between a dj and an mc anyways yeah I'm the DJ, you're the rapper, you know, you're going to be in front in a sense, and I'm going to be kind of playing the background. All good, you know. I'm co-creator, co, you know, executive producer, all good. Like there's no ego thing in that. Yeah. And 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 you know, and it's Nori, he's a fucking legend. So I knew what it was and I knew the dynamic, so I was cool with it, but we already we already knew each other and how we are, you know, like right. we, we got each other and and the way that it popped for us is that my, again my boy Godfrey had came back into the fold and he had just got a distribution deal for his podcast was cbs radio and i told nori what do you think about cbs and he's like oh that sounds big yeah. cbs network yeah he's like we don't care what the it just sounds yeah, big let's do it you know game. so we go we go to new york we meet up with cbs rap radar was on cbs at the time uh and they they said we need a demo we need a pilot episode to see if we even get it or like it imagine so we did two. We did the Fat Joe episode mm-hmm. and Kenny Anderson. Kenny Anderson was first, actually, but we ended up putting out Fat Joe first. We sent it to him. They're like, yo, this is dope. And then I asked him, yo, so how many listens do we need? Because we just were doing it as a hobby, like a side right. gig. I just, yeah. And I just wanted it to make a little money because the other thing we did never made money. I just wanted to pay some overhead of doing it. Right. I was like, so how many listens do we need to just make something? And they're like, well, if you can get between 30 and 60,000 listens per episode within a couple weeks time the one episode within a couple weeks time you can make a couple thousand dollars a month on advertising did you have any knowledge of like how advertisement and like that business worked a little bit i mean i i think the model was similar to radio so i kind of got it you know like common sense getting it and then um we we i'm like all right cool so the goal is like to make to sixty thousand listens right so we 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 put out we did the, the we knew we were going to release it a, a certain week in march 
and we put out we had started filming from the beginning even though in the beginning it was just audio but we had, i already knew i wanted it to be a visual thing too so i had a camera crew already there but mo mainly for promo clips right and so we put out some promo clips and that week i ended up going to south by southwest and i remember in south by southwest people being like yo you you and nori got some shit right going on i, I seen it i seen it online i'm like oh shit it's like a buzz the buzz was out yeah off of a couple of clips we released and i'm like yo something sounds crazy here and then the first episode drops and we're we 300,000 the first week. Holy shit. Ended up clocking in at a million, like by, you know, like with, within a short time. Had to renegotiate and, those numbers. Right, yeah. I mean, there was a different, <laughs> just to be completely transparent, there was a different way that they, the data was, was kind of like counted back then. Mm -hmm. They've, they fixed it now. Like uh, Apple had to fix something because it, it, it actually inflated everybody's numbers mm -hmm. because it, every time you stopped and started, it counted it, counted. it as, oh, a, as wow, a listen. Wow. But everybody was going by that. Yeah. So, so everything was, was even. Was, huh? It was the, even. The scale, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when it scaled back, everybody got scaled back, right. you know? But, um, but it was like, yo, and CBS was like, oh, like they didn't know what to do. They couldn't even, they, they, nobody expected it. We didn't even expect it. And we just became out the box, like, you know, hit out of nowhere, you know, and, and they couldn't even sell advertising on it because it was so fast, you know, right out the gate growth. Right. It was so big. And then we were an unproven show that because they were using their CBS radio advertising sales team, they were like, what do we do? What do we yeah. do with this? Like, how do we sell this? They're supposed to be getting this amount of money because of their numbers. They have no track record and they're talking crazy. Yeah. You know, they're talking about smelling girls' buttholes and <laughs> how many abortions have you had? Like, we can't sell this. Yeah. And it took six months for us to get the first paycheck. It's crazy. But it was a good paycheck by the time it came, but it took six months. It's crazy. Damn. So they had, like, uh, network execs kind of trying to do your market or your deals, like the ad, ad rev and they, all that? They had the C, like, the because CBS radio was their radio, like, real regular radio. Mm -hmm. And then they had, they were also dealing with the podcast department. So they were doing the sales. They would have these things. Oh, I forgot what they're called, man. Upfronts. You ever heard of upfronts? Maybe. Upfronts are these like conferences. They have them for TV, uh, radio, podcasting. And basically it's like a conference where you like You're each network them. presents the oh, shows. Yeah, they, right. they, they let the advertisers or the advertising firms meet the, the podcast hosts. And, you know, it's like whining and dining people. And then people like start to commit like on handshakes. Like, yeah, I want to advertise with this or ever or just give you because sometimes they'll advertise with a specific podcast or in the case of like CBS radio, they'll bundle. Like a package. Yeah. Like, yeah. okay, give us such and such amount of money. We'll spread it out. Yeah. But they just didn't know how to how to sell us specifically. You know, they were they were scared. They were nervous. And I think I mean, back then, maybe you weren't sure if you needed that or not. But now, I mean, you, like they see your product and they know like you could do that yourself. You, you will not, yeah, but just not, maybe you don't have the, the reach or the relationship. No, the advertising shit is still like, I, I'm trying to like, I'm always outspoken about fixing it for podcasting, Yeah, but it's still an old school system because what it is, is it's, I'm a brand, a big brand like Kellogg's. Right. I give an advertising firm X, Y, and Z money. This advertising firm then goes and spreads this money out to different, um, like networks. So they'll go to CBS radio, they'll go to uh, Spotify and they'll commit a certain amount of dollars. And then Spotify will probably give them a list of podcasts and they'll probably like, I'm sure they have a system like, yeah, this category or this, we want these specific shows to be included. And it's just like this old school system of how these big advertising, it's right. just, it's the same as if you would go back 20, 30 years, probably, you know what I'm saying? When it comes to radio, 
But they're starting to change it because I think with podcasting, it has to change. Like they they used to make us do live reads during the show. What? With the guest on? Yeah. Oh, I, well, we never did it good because we were drunk. Man. And Nori would say some wild shit. Like I'd be like, let's just for an example, uh, Modelo. Or let, let me not use any brand. Yeah. Let me use my own. Let's say uh, Crazy Michi, you know, the best Michelada. And Nori would be like, yeah, to fucking sniff cocaine afterwards. <laughs> you <know? laughs> because, you know, he was just eating shit. We could never do them. So it, it got to a point where I was like, I would do them and then try to sneak it in and and like cut it okay. in like if it was live, but they knew it wasn't. So I would tell people like the live reads just, and what sucks about live reads back then, they've changed it now. Thank God it was baked into the show. So how are you going to pay me for a certain time period to have an ad in my show? But then it's baked into my show for an eternity. Yeah. yeah so true. if you listen to some of the first drink champs, like you're going to hear like rocket mortgage, you know, right, right, right. forever. <laughs> I remember by the way your mortgage blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I remember listening to podcasts back in the day like Rogan and all them and I would always be like why are they deciding to do this in the yeah. middle of the show and the guest is there and he would be telling the guest super awkward like, yeah, yeah sorry bro but you know we gotta pay the bills yeah, and it's, yeah it's, like, it's awkward but they've, they've, they've luckily they've changed that because now they have smart systems that insert your ad yeah. into the show yeah. and then take it out once that period that they pay for is done mm. I didn't know that yeah yeah yeah, we're trying to get the podcast yeah. game, bro. Yeah, Come no, on. No, no. <laughs> I'm taking notes on this one. Yeah. Uh, but how has, like, because uh, you guys have been doing it since 2016, right? Right. So how how has the show kind of evolved? Like, are you guys, I mean, I'm sure in the beginning you were drinking on every episode. Like, are you still, like, you guys it, just go no, hard? It's Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> bad for our health, man. It's still the same. It's <laughs> ridiculous, man. I'm thinking, like, man, damn, four years. We I always wonder, see, we were, I, I always see like Nori being Nori and you're like, again, you're always the one like getting back on track, but it's still like the insane. Like, no, nah, if you, if you really like watch, you'll notice there's like a point in the show where I get drunk yeah. because I'm there just chilling, enjoying the conversation, drinking. And then I get fucking lit and then I start going, acting a little crazy, but yeah, no, we still, yeah. Actually, if anything, we probably drink more now than we did before. Me personally, I used to, I used to be just liquor, liquor, rum mainly. I become a fucking big beer drinker now because my girl my lady's into like craft beer and all this shit so and hence the micheladas too right so i'm a big beer drinker which is not any better at all because no. yeah, I'm, I'm drinking like a 12 pack on the show yeah. and taking mad shots, shots mm -hmm. of liquor because we're, we're doing shots so that's definitely not good but yeah no nah, it's it's we we drink the shit's legit we could die <laughs> you know it's not good I, I and i'm worried i'm actually worried I, i've been saying this lately um, that I'm, you know, I don't want our legacy in the end to be that we promoted alcoholism either. Yeah. You know, that that's not what I want either for the show, for our legacy. No, I think people, I think people like people just know it as like, you guys are having a, a good time. Yeah. And it's never yeah. like, cause I've seen people try to do it or, or, you know, podcasts that have alcohol in them. And it's like, it's not alcohol is the thing. It's right. like, you guys are like my, one of my favorite episodes was with Pitt. And oh, that was like, a great episode. You guys are just like kicking in the backyard, like talking old stories. Like that's for, the point like, of the show, man. And yeah. then obviously there's liquor involved. Right. It makes it a little more fun and interesting, yeah. but like, it's that vibe of like, yo, I haven't seen you in forever. Like, what's up? I remember this. I remember that. Like, that's what the show's yeah, about. It's always, it's always a natural flow of you guys just 
literally telling stories, you know, and or you remember this, like the pit one with like the the Tarasana story, like, <laughs> like, and then you think it's one thing, and then he's and like, then no, he, what are you talking about? It's like, <laughs> yeah, Nori made up a whole other story in his <laughs> mind, man. Yeah. But you guys must have gotten like crazy, like liquor. Uh, opportunities right when you first started yo you would think so but that's the last opportunity really? that came to us i mean outside of like ciroc and, and people that are kind of related to our partners mm-hmm. but um yeah nah man i was i was fucking going off on cbs radio like how do we not have yeah. a bunch of liquor yeah. sponsors but you know what it is it made sense they're like you guys are reckless yeah L- liquor is already has enough legal problems in their lives that's they true, don't need man. to sponsor a show and then you guys do some crazy yeah. shit that, you know, is it goes backwards it goes on them. Yeah. yeah and thing. that's what it is. You know, or someone from the show, God forbid, gets in a car accident, yeah. anything. Okay. And I, I got it. Like, I get why we're a scary show sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's drink is in the title. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, after like all these like four, last four years, has it gotten, uh, you know, I guess more difficult since now it's like okay you guys are like a pretty well proven show and successful show and now it's kind of an obligation not like in a bad way but you gotta you gotta do it consistently now because you have you know people that are depending right. on you has that like been hard to kind of because but in the beginning it's for fun right and then it turns into like all right, it's a job i'd be lying if i didn't tell you that anything that you have to do repetitively and be contractually that's a job becomes a job and that's facts. You know, uh, there's some days that I'm that I prefer not to be, you know, have to go to do drink champs, you know, especially now that I have a family. But ultimately, at the end of the day, I have to check myself and be like, yo, you're lucky, you know, be grateful. Like, who the fuck gets to fucking make money drinking and talking shit with some of your idols, some of the people you grew up on, some of your peers, you know, like, this is dope. So, you know, but, but again, like, I think it's just human that eventually if it, if it becomes like a regular thing, you're like, oh, you know, it's my job now. You know, and it kind of takes away from the fun. But nah, man, it's it's still dope. It's still fun. Yeah. I mean, it's not a bad gig for sure. For sure. Know. Not a bad gig at all. Um, I was gonna ask you what what your favorite guest, memorable moment memorable moments, something that's I don't know, like like the story. Somebody that doesn't know about drink champs, like something that you tell them like, oh, I like that, oh, we had so and so on and this and this happened, like What's one of those things? Damn, man. It's just The thing is with Drink Champs is I don't remember shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is just 100% real. I don't yeah. go back and watch the show because that's dumb for me to ha- Why would I want to go watch myself yeah. drunk talk, you know, like, and Can't then, watch myself and then second guess myself <laughs> later, like, oh, man, you know, then I really won't want to be there, you know? Yeah. I don't, I mean, I have some like dope episodes that I think like the 50 episode was dope. Right. Uh, we back in that time we used to film in Little Haiti, and he came by himself to the set. And and this is a time frame where people artists were like nervous to come to Drink Champs. Yeah. Like we intimidated people because they thought like you know the drinking. They saw like the crew behind us, Nori asking crazy questions. Like you were coming and get like questioned like right. Yeah. So you know it. What it seemed that some people didn't understand that it was more of a like originally we were in the comedy category. That's the way I saw, you know, I see Drink right. Champs as a comedy yeah, show. Yeah, like fun. Yeah. We're not a fucking uh, Jay Leno or a Q&A or fucking any, you know, yeah. like David Letterman. We're not, yeah. we're not that. If you want that, you got to go somewhere else. We're more about having fun. So 50 came to the episode by himself and he understood, like you could tell, he understood what Drink Champs was. And what was dope about him is he doesn't drink and he drank because he's smart and he had a liquor to promote. 
and he took like three or four shots, which got him smashed because he doesn't drink. Yeah. And he had fun with the show. So when there's people that come on and they have fun with the show, that those are the best episodes. And the comedians, which are naturally going to have fun with the show, they're the best because they start clowning everybody in the room <laughs> and, <laughs> and they, they start having jokes the, like Marlon Wayans and Mike Epps and, right. you know, uh, Jack Thriller. Like those are those are awesome. So you guys never went back and edited anything out. There's been a few edits. I'm not going to lie throughout the years. You know, we edit something out if it's going to get someone in a legal bind. Uh, we edit but like for yourself, since you don't remember. <laughs> oh, rarely. Right. I probably should, you know, <laughs> I probably should edit shit out. Like, you know, every once in a while we might say like, oh, you know, I don't know. Like I said, it's only there's very specific things that we'll want to edit. But no, I, I don't I try to just forget about the show. Once I yeah, do it, that's the best way behind me. Keep it moving. It'll probably come to haunt me later. Like my kids will probably be like, "You drunk, Dad? Look at you! How the hell are you gonna tell me not to go and drink?" You know? Do you ever think about that? Like, oh, there's like all this archive footage of me yeah, for bro. years and years that my children can just look up and not just footage, even the music that we were putting out. Like, like now that I'm a father, I have a daughter and a son, and they're young. I'm just like, yo, holy shit, this could be used against me by my kids. Uh, you know, or it could be a bad example, but I mean, I'm I'm very into like the creative like mind frame and understanding and art, and that art should never be limited uh, or should be censored. So I'm gonna teach. I'm gonna try to teach them that. You know, like like like, hey, you know, it is what it is. This is the way we expressed ourselves. Maybe looking back, I might be like, yeah, maybe we that was we shouldn't have said that, but we were young and we did this and we, you know, I'll try to explain it yeah, as best right. as I can. But, you know, I'm going to definitely try to get them to understand that expression is expression. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, they see that their dad had a successful podcast. Like, I mean, it might not mean shit to them. By that <laughs> point, they'd be like, dad, what the fuck is that? Like, I mean, who knows what podcasting will yeah, be? Yeah. Like? You weren't a hologram yet? Like, oh, <laughs> right. man, that's old school shit, you know? You guys sat down and talked <laughs> yeah. to each other? What? We were there in person. Yeah. <laughs> Did so, they? they okay, <laughs> what were you gonna say? No, I was gonna say something dumb. Like, was it on the International Space Station? <laughs> like, well, what, what do you think the future of Drink Champs or what what it, it's gonna evolve into, or it'll just be you guys drinking? I don't know, bro. What the future? I mean, Drink Champs is gonna be Drink Champs always. Like, right. What it is now is what it's always gonna be. I mean, what's dope is that we evolved from an audio only podcast. For me, at a, at its heart, it's always a podcast. You yeah. Know? But then it went to become a, a TV show for real, like, you know, on TV. And it became this big thing on on, on digital, which is YouTube um, and also on title. And we've done these deals that have been game changers for all podcasters, yeah. I believe. And I've, what's dope for me being just this Miami kid just trying to contribute to the Miami scene is I'm a part of this like cultural phenomenon that that contributed to the entire scene globally in a sense because i just like i said I, i'm coming home south africa is in post-production i'm walking in the middle of south africa and people recognize me from drink champs that's fucking insane yeah. to me you know so i couldn't ask for anything better as a as a kid from kendall just trying to like be cool in kendall <laughs> you know <laughs> right so so to me that that's that's insane man and i feel like we're doing a positive you know we're inspiring people to like we've inspired all these artists to do podcasts like i do feel it's directly correlated to drink chance because a lot of the artists that have podcasts now 100%. came to us first we were going to create a podcast network to put them out and we just we didn't have our shit together and they went off to do their own thing which is completely fine i think that's dope that we've helped artists 
find other ways to create revenue. Just like you're saying for DJs to find ways to evolve, the artists needed that as well, or anybody needs that within the culture. And, I, and I'm glad that we're a part of that movement. We got, a, too. Yes. we got a special guest in the building. The tough guy. Tough guy in the building. DJ Entice. What's good, brother? Mr. Mr. Someone bring me a challenge. <laughs> I just <laughs> wanted to say guy. that once. <laughs> What's up, man? It's an honor good. to be here. Nah, thank you for oh, joining thank you for us. Coming brother. through, man. We've been you know, I have mentioned it, like we've been wanting to have you on. It's yeah, just, yeah long know, long time long yes, time sir. coming. Yeah, you were you were in the I'm pretty sure like on the first list. We had one of the I, I we, we consider you a Miami legend, bro. Yeah, we got, we can say it. Give you the roses for while you're real, here, for brother. Real, for real, dude. Uh, appreciate OG in the game, but still one of the few that been doing it for a while, but still doing it and at a high level. Right, like right. I say. Right. So yeah, for sure, bro. So and, and we want everyone in Miami and everyone that listens to this podcast to know more about you, bro. So that's why we brought you on. All right, let's do it. That was the first time at a sporting event that they had me on the mic. And like doing my own like whole like sets, Routine. like timeout sets, like hyping the crowd on camera, like how Ari does. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? They wanted basically me to me to emulate that, like what they do at the heat. Right. So I'm doing that. So the first day, I wasn't expecting it. And they shine the spotlight on oh, me. And wow. then in the headphones, they're like, you're on, go. Oh my God. So I drop a song and then they're like, hype the crowd, read the liner that's on the screen, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what and then the announcer said something and he was like dj entice what's going on and i'm like you know what it is that's exactly what i said to this day my homeboy that was with me every time he talks to me that's the only thing like, he said. you know what yeah, it you is? know what it is because that's literally all i said the announcer's name was jay so i was like jay you know what it is <laughs> Chicka, 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 chicka. <laughs> and he just dropped the song. <laughs> right. Play another song. Play another song. Well, when you think of that line, isn't that like hilarious? You know yeah. what it is. What, yeah. what, what is it? Like, what, is it? What, what is it? What is it that we're speaking oh, of? Oh, you know. Oh, you know. You know. <laughs> you know what it is. Oh, man. That's crazy. DJ bro. lingo, bro. Damn. I, 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 that shit looks a lot harder than it. I mean, no, I'm sorry. It looks a lot easier than it is. Like, uh, controlling the crowd for a, a game yeah because you have you have both wow. headphones too you have like yeah you their... have to have yeah you have to have the talk yeah. the walkie talkie right, headset right, right. and then your headset i always see that and then you have to probably have another headset if you don't have a booth monitor right and you gotta be on time because everything's scheduled everything is yeah and, like, and when i did the dolphins because you know uh zillow the, the, the whole the stadium but yeah it's zillow, zillow does the shit too. Too. he would do the the, the, party, the outside yeah, the tailgate yeah. shit um when you when you do those football if you don't have the song cut before the ball like before the ball snapped or something i forget exactly when it is the the home team like that stadium gets fined wow oh my god for each one each time you have you have no idea how many times i was fucking up to the point where they would just cut my music upstairs and not even tell me like five four three two one they would just cut it yeah all the time because of that there was even times where at, at, at a certain point, and UM did this too at the UM games, um, like at the last like 45 seconds, like if it was like a like a two minute commercial break that I was rocking, like the last 45 seconds, they would cut me and play their own shit so that they knew when to cut it. You know what I mean? I mean, at least they had control because it was up to you and then it all falls on you. That's but it, it's, 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 it's easy but nerve wracking. Yeah. Because... 
I mean, it's easy. It's just a bunch of people sitting around in the stands and they're already hyped to watch their team. So you play a, a hot fight, like a big fight song, right. like a typical like sports song, right. a sports jam. I like you know. those when. Oh, I download all those, yeah. by the way, too. Those yeah. and, and oh, sports like the touch jam, tunes, the touch jam tunes. compilation. The uh, jog jams. Jog, jog jams. jams. Oh, I had all of them. The pressure right. of not messing up. Not no. the pressure of not messing thousands up. Of and, it? and then the pressure of like, all right, you might be in a club or at a, a festival DJing with a bunch of people watching you, but they're in a different mind frame partying than they are sitting down mm -hmm. watching. Sitting like, down, a, anything anything triggers them. A grandfather them. with his 10-year-old yeah. son watching the game and you're sitting there, oh, right. they might not understand, you know, but you have to appeal to them somehow. Yeah. Meanwhile, not fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So it's it's easy, but it's it's nerve wracking. Damn. Yeah. That's a different level of DJing altogether. Altogether. Like, Completely. That, that's the last chapter of the book. Yeah. That's <laughs> no, definitely. I mean, I mean, part, like stadium I mean, level. Stadium <laughs> level is is. I mean, you because you. I talked to uh, Kid Cut Up. Kid Cut Up did yeah. did um. Pink. He toured with Pink, and he okay. was, he was doing like stadiums. Yeah, I mean, she, and he she was sells yeah, and he was telling me he's like, dude, he's like, that, it's like that's another like I, you know, you have to mentally train yourself. Like, and her shows with the with insane all the acrobatics everything. And, yeah, oh, man, that must yeah. be. He told me flow. It was insane. simple. Yeah, but I'm saying, but like he was just talk, like sit, talking in those kind of levels. Like, yeah. you have to like own it, and at the same time, it, it's so simple because the right. people are just ready, you know? Like, Yeah, it's they, easy, but yeah. it's... Right, like, I mean, DJing for flow, it's easy, it's simple. Yeah. Like, for him, I mean, now he's more intricate. He has dancers, you know, right. choreography, a band, all that shit. But when I was on the road with him, it was, you know, him in the jeans and a white tee and me in the back with a DJ set, and every once in a while, I would run up and hype man with him. Right. But... Man, you don't want to fuck up and play the wrong song yeah. or the wrong edit. Or, you know what I mean? Like the volume's off. Right. And, uh, Do you so, miss being on the road? I miss those moments, like the little, like yeah. little moments you have, yeah. like on the like those the flow state. Yeah, the you flow know what state. I mean? And then of course, like there's the little like camaraderie you have, like right. off, off you know, off stage, right. that's like the fun moments, you know what I mean? So I do miss that, but there's a lot that a lot of people don't understand that, you know, even just being like, I mean, any position for working for an artist that's touring, but even for the DJ, like, man, I mean, at least from, from where I was at. And I mean, not just flow, cause I've DJed for other artists, yeah. you know, but it's rough, man. It's it's rough. Yeah, like, it's a full time. You, it's you literally live, a full time. You got to live on not only the tour schedule, but you got to also live on the schedule the artist wants to be on. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And sometimes you have an artist that they want like flow, like flow. We would get off of a fucking eighteen hour flight. You know that it was a red eye eighteen hour flight just after doing a party here in Miami land in fucking germany or some shit and as soon as you get off the plane and take a 30 minute drive to the to the hotel from the airport he's like all right be downstairs in five minutes with your running shoes we're gonna run 10 miles wait what, what? i'm the dj i'm <laughs> going upstairs to order room service and smoke a joint yeah. Yeah. fuck you and get on fucking one of these sites and find some hoes <laughs> I'm the DJ. I'm not the super buff star. Hey, 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 hey. Nah, nah, nah. You got to, you got to, you got to do what we do. You know what I mean? But that's so, that's good too, though, that he was 
on that mindset instead of like, yo, yeah, you yeah. be the total opposite. Right. And, you know. So, you know, you do appreciate that, but then it's the same time. Like, yeah, you know, like, much. and then it's like, you know, like, you don't want to go, you want to go fucking get in and out burger, yeah, yeah, yeah. but he want to go to crustaceans. And if you want to just be like, I right, bet, see you later. Nah, what the fuck you mean? You got to come with us. Mm-hmm. Bitch, I want to go to In-N-Out Burger. Yeah. Like, I don't want to go to Crustacean. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't want to do the same the, thing, but I have to. Yeah. So those are the parts that you're like, fuck that. I don't Everything's on a better. schedule, yeah, like, but it's not your schedule. You're so not my like, mom and dad. Like, I'm a grown man. Like, you know what I mean? I'm a, like, I'm here to work. I'm not here to do all the extra shit you want me to do. Like, you know what I mean? So that part of it, fuck that. I would never want to go back yeah. to it. But everything else... I miss it every day. Every day. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm trying to go on that website, get some hoes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, fuck. Like, is there a back page in Australia? Like, fuck this shit. You know what I mean? I got other things to do. Like, does weed maps work out here? Right, like, right, 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 you know what right. I mean? Like, I don't want to go work out. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Do I look like I work out every day? No. <laughs> I'm just skinny. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, but that's, I mean, there's some, you hear some tours, some artists that like, they just fucking go ham well, on the party and yeah. drugs and all that. Yeah. Right. Get, well, Flo does, pa- listen, yeah. Flo can party. Not like drugs, yeah. but right. Flo can party. Yeah. Like he was never been into the drugs and shit. Like he wasn't even, like, I don't know. I like, I don't know what he does now. I can't speak on it. Right. Now. But back then, like he didn't even really like smoking weed. Like he didn't like that. I smoked cigarettes back then. You know what I mean? But the boy could party. Yeah. The boy could party all night and then have to be on, on TV in an hour. It's crazy. The next morning. You know what I mean? So that's cool. You know, but yeah, it gets tiring to shit. do that too. Like the, the over part. Like yeah. the new rappers, the new yeah, artists exactly. are the over partiers. You know, they go too far. The shit where you're talking about reminds me of like get them to the Greek. <laughs> right. Right. Facts. Yeah, facts. facts. Let me let me tell you, when I first saw that movie, I said, okay, I'm not the position mm-hmm. that uh, Jonah, Hill is. Jonah Hill plays, but I was the same guy to <laughs> Flo. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I was that same fucking guy. Like, Flo, we got to go. Like, the, <laughs> the promoter's been knocking on my door, yelling at me that we're late for the show. We got to fucking go. Ah, fuck that. Book another flight. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, you know what I mean? So, like, I was That's that crazy. guy to him in a sense, but being the DJ. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a fun experience, bro. Yeah, that's crazy. Because when I watched that movie, I said, I was like, "Yo, I lived this shit for I've had a, years, I had a two moment years, like that." Like, so I get it. Right, <laughs> it's rough. It's rough. It's. I mean, listen, artist. Every artist has their greatness to them, but mm-hmm. when you tour with an artist, man, like I toured with the Clips for a short time. Dope. Yeah. It, I mean, it, like they're cool. They're a little different, you know. Yeah. They were dope boys when they came up. You know what I mean? But. Same shit. Like, you got to be on their fucking schedule, all types of shit. So it's kind of like, you know, that road shit gets rough. And it's not like, not every artist is taking care of the DJ the way they're supposed to. Right. Like, you just got paid a quarter of a million dollars for an hour on stage that I was on with you. How the fuck I'm not getting that a piece of that pie? You know right. what I'm saying? Like, yeah, not even on the stage, but also on the road. Right. Doing all like the doing all shit. the extra shit. Going to crustaceans to eat. <laughs> right. Going to not work going out to when I don't want. Right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to do all this extra shit. Being the one to have to go talk to a promoter and get you free bottles when you want it. Not just flow. I'm not talking about flow. Yeah. I'm talking about in general for yeah. other for artists. You know what I mean? But like all that shit, and like you're not really getting a piece of the pie. Like, yeah. You barely eating. 
salute to art djs that stay on the road with their artists because a lot of them man they're probably hurting you see right that now, they're though. going through yeah. it I, I know a lot personally like for new artists old school artists that they're they're hurting you know what i mean like they barely can feed their kids but they're working for a fucking almost billionaire artists you know what and I mean? it's like the, when you would do those shows you see the other tour djs right and you guys kind of like oh yeah you, every, you could you could it's tell. like the little union yeah, you, you already know, knew like, you already knew like, like the squad yeah the crew, the crew. and you're like oh this guy is not doing well right <laughs> right you see the you see the ones that get treated like shit by their yeah. artists like yelled at bitch dad like Fuck that. Like, me and Flo had our, like, you know, like, spats. You know what I mean? You go on the road with anybody. Yeah, you're yeah of anybody. course. You're with someone that yeah, long. Or you're, you're yeah, for so yeah, close. Sibling, yeah, you're yeah, definitely. rivalry type mm -hmm. of vibe. You know right. what I mean? But, like, fuck that if he would have ever tried to disrespect me like that. Like, I don't know how some of these DJs yeah. take that from It's not even worth it. Like, the, the, the. Yeah. It's not, what you're getting out of it is not yeah, worth exactly. it. Unless you're really becoming big time shit out of that. Out of it, yeah. Or you're like, yeah, using it to put yourself higher right. at the same time. Other than that, it's not worth it. It gets to a point where you just got to drop yeah, it. Like, like, I would never want to be Cardi B's DJ. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know about that. Fuck that. You ain't fucking. Mm. Probably fucking her friends. All her stripper friends. Maybe. You don't got to hit a back page there. <laughs> back page comes but, I mean, to you. What's the quality I mean, that? look, I don't have to hit a back page when I was on the road with Flo. Because Flo was yeah, bagging yeah, hoes. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But I... You know, instead of working out, I would rather do that. <laughs> That's my workout. Time management. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's pre uh, priority. No, it's 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 pre-show rituals. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. part of it. You know, it's like yo, this, this if in order for me to do well for your show, this I need right. to go to and like, out. all right, like you don't like to smoke weed, but all right, that's that's how I want to prep for the show. Right. If I don't. I'm going to fuck up your show. Mm -hmm. So while you go work out, let me go do me. <laughs> Got to get the green room right. Right. Man. You go eat your fish and I'll go yeah. eat my hamburger. Crustaceans. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Go to crustaceans. I'll right. At In-N-Out. That's it. Animal style. <laughs> but now they could catch you 99 Jams every single day, right? Monday through Friday. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've, for a long time, I was just a mixer there. So now I'm, I have my show. So show. I'm on yeah. Two to seven afternoon show. Mm -hmm. Two to seven. Damn. Yeah. I didn't Is it realize still it was... the afternoon get down? Afternoon get nice. down. Then I do Saturday nights, 10 to midnight. Uh, I just also got um, in Duval. Nice. Do nice. Middays in Duval, Monday through Friday at a station yeah. up there. And then I'm on Dash Radio. Right. Yeah, so I was going to ask about that one. Yeah. Um, that's a weekly, monthly weekly and i do monday through thursday i have an hour slot oh wow mondays it's at uh 9 p.m eastern 6 p.m pacific and then tuesday wednesday thursday it's 8 p.m uh eastern 5 p.m Pacific. okay and you the, my bad the 99 jams that's that's the main slot right that's the main so that was like Kyle's and iris well and yeah then, so um i think Khaled was the First one to do a, when 99 Jams decided, because they didn't always have a five o'clock mix. So I think Khaled was the first one to ever do it when they brought him over. They gave him once a week. It was just Fridays at five o'clock. He would do a mix. And then they moved uh, Khaled up to uh, to the night show. And then Irie was steady doing five o'clocks. And then after Irie, you know, moved on, then they gave it to me. Um, but that shit has been a long run. Yeah, bro. Long and now run. and now it's five hours. Yeah. 
five hours. And it's crazy because if you look like, so now, you know, radio the way it does now is like people wear a meter. It's called PPM. You wear a meter and it like detects what you're listening to, how long you're listening mm -hmm. to it, where you are when you're, all types of shit. So nowadays, like where before, like back in the days when I first started, it was, they would mail out to listeners of random listeners in the city. They would mail out a card with 10 bucks and say, fill this out. And you would fill out, all right, my favorite station, 99 Jams. I listen yes, 10 sorry. hours a day, right? You would, so it was full of shit. It was a horrible mm -hmm. system to detect ratings. Mm -hmm. But now like with the meters, it's real time. So it's crazy because when they showed it to me, five o'clock on 99 Jams is South Florida's biggest hour period. And it's been for like 10 years straight. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. yeah. Like it's it's got the highest, the highest amount of listeners at any moment in the day are at five o'clock. And they're the peak of the amount of listeners is sometime within that hour on on jams. That's dope. That's crazy. Yeah. So like literally I have the highest hour rated. You guys in. built that. So when you hear me talk shit, yeah, like I'm, you know, I'm just me being me, but there's some truth to it. Yeah, because you yeah. built that. Like, right. I built this crib. Like, right. I'm talking like, my I shit. literally, because even though Irie and Khaled were doing it before me, like, mm -hmm. I was the one that really took the legwork of the Drive at Five and really, you know, brought it to mm -hmm. a consistent level. Episode 105. 105. 105. 105. We got yes. a special guest in the building. Rockwell alumni. We got a living legend. A legend in the making, I'm going to say right now. Legend in the process. In the process. Let's word it better. We got... Uh, He's already a legend to me, so... Hey. Respect the process. Damn. I call him the wizard. I like to call him the wizard. Yo, I call him the takes a lot of pictures and makes it like a video <laughs> guy. <laughs> I call him gigabytes, large files, video files, hey. overblown computers. That's what I think of when I when I see this man. We have the one and only Dad filmed it in Dad here. filmed it in the hey. building. Hey. What's up, guys? Let's give it up, like, bro. Uh, what's up? Let me get some dabs. Hey. They, can, they can't hear it, but pop, pop. Yo, I got to say... Before we start, that we've worked with a lot of, uh, what do you call them, I guess, videographers? A lot. Videographers. Content creators. Yeah. Editors. And I think and it's, it's safe to say that that is uh, top tier. The best. I know there's probably going to be some that are, are, are butthurt about that hey, statement. I'm not saying the best. I'm just saying top tier. Top tier. I have personal Rare friends. Air. Rarely. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I'm the best. Uh, I don't think you, there is any best in in this. There's a lot of talent out here, and uh, I'm happy to be one of them or being seen as one of them. I like that humble, humble. Because I wasn't. I wasn't hungry. I was spending all my money. You know, I, I was bartending for a long time, and I would work mm. a shift, and then as soon as getting off of work, you know, the 200 bucks I made, I would go spend it at the bar because I wanted to get served on. I was like, screw these people. There's a. I'm serving people all night. I want to get served on, and then I would spend the 200 bucks, and then. I wouldn't have money or I wouldn't like, and I was never going towards anything. I always was just never driven towards anything. I was trying to find my purpose. I thought maybe it was music. It wasn't, you know what I mean? Maybe I thought it could have been, you know, this one career path I took, you know, it, it, but that didn't feel right. You know what I mean? It's like, so I've always just kind of been like, how the hell, you know, I, I don't know. I was always in the wrong mindset. And then one day when I was by myself and I realized I'm about to be 30 years old, 
I don't have crap. I'm here in my grandmother's house in a room. My daughter's in another house. Like, what the hell are you doing with your life, David? And then I just said, oh, it's just, it's been choices that I've been making or it's a mindset. So let me try something different. And I got to say, it was extremely uncomfortable changing that previous mindset. It, it was hard. It was like a two week process, but it, it happened because of just repetition. And I, and I, and I was like, I'm not, this is not going to be my end story. This tiny room is not where yeah. my legacy ends. Fuck that. You know what I mean? Like, you know, fuck that. the more uncomfortable it is, the better it will be for you in the end. Yeah. And, and, and I've been uncomfortable. I haven't slept in two years. You got to eat shit for a little bit. You got to eat shit. You got to, you know what Humble I mean? Yeah. yeah. Oh, a $50 video just to do that. Do free music videos. It doesn't matter. The whole thing is just to create. And if you're really about it, then it won't matter about any money or how much you're getting taken advantage of because at the end of the day, you got to do what you wanted to do. And for me, that's create. That's create some type of visual content and make my ideas a tangible form for the masses. If you're creating and you want to get into videography, um, start learning the software, start researching what it is that you're going to need at the most minimal level, and then fucking do it. And if you own a telephone, then you already have part of that equipment at the most minimal level to accomplish and tell a story and do whatever it is that you want to do visually. And any other excuse besides that is bullshit. Um, don't be a pussy. Man up, woman up, and... Um, Create something awesome. Tell a story. Do, do it out of, you know, out of pure intentions and um, never work for clout or fame or for some artist that, you know, hey, I, you know, I got this and don't don't work for that. Work for pure intentions. Work, work towards something that you want to create. I wanted to create for my community and I wanted to work with artists from my community. And that's so far what I've been doing. So do Fire. what the fuck makes you happy, man. Do it with pure intentions. And if you don't, then you're going to fuck off in a couple of years. And no one's going to remember your name fucking pumped bro all right let's go create we need you to shit. pick up the mic one more time because you already dropped it but uh if you can give people your socials where they can find you and yeah you can find me um on instagram at dad filmed it that's it youtube you gotta check out the youtube uh, i don't i don't even have enough subscribers on my youtube to give you an exact address because you need at least a minimum oh, of 100 hey, i think this, i have like 16 subscribers we're on the same boat bro so um yeah. so go to if instagram. you look if you look if you just go on youtube and type dad filmed it i'm sure you're gonna find a music video that i've been attached to or some type of video that i've been worked on and um that might help out but my portfolio right now is uh just instagram it's brought me every single client and every single thing i've ever done I don't think I've ever told a story of how it started. All right. So on Thursdays back then, I was doing, this is when we were doing Slims. We were doing a bunch of, of, of other spots. Thursdays, we weren't really working anywhere. Like like opening, closing, maybe on the beach. Yeah, but like, like there if, wasn't. If, if that. And I remember I was doing Foxhole every other week with Sharp Sound. On Thursdays. On Thursdays. Wow. And this is Foxhole had just recently opened up. Um, and it was the shit because it was like super open format. You know, beach days of EDM being so hyped that like the other event, Foxhole opened as like, we don't play new rap and we don't play, you know, uh, EDM. So we they were, they were like everything but new rap or EDM. I'd be playing fucking, you know, like original Blackbird format. Um, and it was cool. But then... Foxhole started to obviously want to make money and promoters and concepts and whatever. And they started Thursday parties. So from there on, I was off. And I think I was, you know, same shit opening or, or whatever, random things. And um, and I remember we were at Cafeína during these days. We were already in Cafeína. And um, Cafeína was the only lounge that was open, the only night 
nightclub because there was no bar. Like, and we we were just talking about that, but we never right. show Cafeina the love the that, love, it, right, that right. it deserves because it was like one of the first spots. Yeah, it was the first. It was a very in the know because remember, like back then, Winwood was was literally like warehouses that were ter- being starting to be turned into art galleries. You know, warehouses that were old old uh, body shops. You know, crack houses like yo. A lot of Winwood people don't know that shit was yeah. hood. You know, and that's why it was like I remember at the time when Sketch. when we when you would DJ there, or, and then when I started DJ there, it was kind of easy to convince our friends because it was like you're in Winwood, but it's kind of a club, but it's not. But like you get you feel like you're in a nice place, but you're also chilling. But, and most people just didn't like Cafeina was weird because it was like like people didn't know, and the people that knew about it were like very elitist or very like those very like picky people and it and 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 it was like some brickle super latin colombian venezuelan people and then it was just like a random crowd it was so fucking random but i started doing that through super seed and then i don't know like and then i remember hearing about a bar opening down the street and people were like the staff was talking about it and, and like i think the security was like yo they opened up a bar down the street like you know, when I was like, oh, shit, like, okay, whatever. And I forgot this guy's name. But I went on a Thursday, I remember, because this dude that I knew, he, he lives in New York now, I'll, I'll, I'll remember. But he was doing Thursdays, or he was doing Friday or something. I showed up, and he was doing Thursdays. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, no, 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 I'm trying to remember I'm, the exact, I'm trying to remember the exact. He was doing Sunday. Yeah, but because he had invited me to go. So I went on a Thursday, and, dude, they had a little stage. I remember walking in. They had a little stage in the front, and it was, like, stuff of a band. And then he was DJing, and he was playing just, like, indie shit, or he was playing rock. He was playing, like, just rock shit. And the back, I don't even think there was anything in the back. And I was like, yo, this is dope. This is. And when I walked in, I was like, yo, this is Williamsburg. Like, it was literally, you felt like, because it was the odd, they had, like, odd furniture, it was kind of dark, and, and the vibe so was cool. It didn't make sense, but it made sense. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah, it was it was, it was was just different, you know? And then, like, so I was like, fuck. And I remember just thinking that day. I was like, yo, I want to play here. Like, I want to fucking play here. Like, because, like, everything on the beach was so chased after, you know? This is when Conflict will play, and there's eight DJs in the booth, you know? Like, everybody's, I was like, yo, this is a different lane. So this dude, I think, moved to New York right away, or something happened that he didn't. That he lost a gig, but um, I remember, and you know, we talked about it, seeing a post on Instagram, Facebook, on Facebook, a post on Facebook, and it said, um, "Looking, want to switch it up? Uh, we already do, like, we have our, our our weekend vibe. Looking to do something different on Thursdays. Looking for a DJ that does indie." slash indie rock uh slash 80s and i was like shit and like the comments the post was like four minutes five minutes and the comments had already started and i remember seeing like certain djs tagged and certain people like but it said send uh email you know send email to this blah 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 and i remember i was like yo like getting on it i saw the post send the email and from doing cafeina and you know i always you know, we always have put out mixes and we're always heavy on having the content. Like, I had two mixes in, like, already up 
that I was like, hey, what's up? You know, blah, blah, blah. I'm interested. I saw the post about the DJs. Um, I have these two mixes. This one's from this. You know, it might go a little left, and this one's from this, but it might go whatever. And, and then Caesar hit me up right away, and he's like, yo, can you come in on Monday um, to talk? Like, I was like, all right, cool. So I remember I went, and I had, like, I was nervous. I was like, yo, like, what the fuck? Man? You know, like, I've, as a DJ, it's always like, back then it was always like, yo, like, you're going to play here, you're going to play there. Yeah. Whenever anyone would ask us, like, hey, can you come in? to either like talk or like audition we we was, like I weird mean, we were fucking nervous you know we were yeah. still very new to the scene and and i was just like very nervous and i was intrigued and then he was like he's like um when i get there he's like oh what's up man i'm caesar and i'm thinking i'm like this guy's like the manager or, or is he the is he like the is he the guy that they send you know yeah. like like the help like like you know and then um he's like oh cool he's like i saw your email um, I didn't really get get a chance to go through the mixes, and then like he started listening to. It. He's like, "Oh, this is dope, '80s, yeah, this, 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 boom, 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 boom." He listened to it in front of you. Yeah, <laughs> like he scanned it in front of me. He was like, "Oh, like this, yeah, you know, this not so much, but." And then he told me, you know, we we want to switch the vibe from you know Sundays. That's, that's when like backyard boogie had started, and Sundays was when it was just old school stuff, um, real old school, like just throwback, do over shit. And then Friday, Saturday, he's like, you know. We're, play more rap it turns up a little bit more but i want to do something different you know and then i think he mentioned soho house is that what it was that one club that that was in midtown paul do, do you know that soho house i think i heard of that yeah like few people have talked about it that, that's where berserk used to be it wasn't soho house but it was called club soho soho whatever yeah that that that, that. that's fine whatever yeah so he was like oh he's a were you here for that? I was like, nah. Um, but he's like, that's the vibe that I want and indie and this and this and that. And I was like, all right, cool. So he's like, he's like, you start on Thursday. And this was, again, the weekend, the Thursday before Halloween. Because I think Halloween was that Friday. Yeah. So I started the week before Halloween. And then it was, a, Halloween was on the Friday. So I was like, fuck. I'm like, it's like my second day at this gig. My second time at this gig. Like, do I dress up? <laughs> and I'm funny. always like, and I'm always like, y'all know me. I'm always fucking like go ham on oh, the fucking yeah. costumes. But second time at But the second gig. time at this gig. And like, I'm DJing, you know, the so the first time that I DJed, um, I show up, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, say hi to the stuff. Hey, what's up? Whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then I played super indie, like super safe, no hip hop. And I remember I played um, this Treasure Fingers remix of something. And then he, he texted me like, yo, this is too housey. Wow. And I was like. Your world was over. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> fuck. I'm like. And in my head, I was like. He, he's like, you're doing great. He's like, you're killing it. But this is too housey. Like, the vibe that you had before is perfect. Blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, okay, cool. And then I just never played that. Um, and yeah. And then the second week was Halloween. And. Christian, my old roommate, uh, Norman, all my Nika friends showed up. And I remember being like, fuck, am I going to dress up? And it was like a weird, like also like financially, I was like kind of like struggling. And I was like, fuck, I didn't want to like, I didn't go out costume wise. You know, yeah. it wasn't even like an, like, a, like an idea for me. So I was like, you know what, let me, I'm going to come up with something. And I did Andre Agassi because <laughs> I had the That's shoes. So I had the shoes. I went to like Marshall's and I bought like some neon shit, neon shit. I had a wig. And 
uh, all these guys pulled up, and that that's the first picture that I have from Wood on Thursdays. Uh, that we're all wearing a costume. It's like, yeah, it's like four of us. But yeah, from there on, it was it was that vibe. I mean, you remember that early? It was like, bro. I mean, I, I would. There was a time where I was there every Thursday. But that's bro. later. That's later yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. That's but, like later on. Well, I mean, we we can get to it. Nah, but but it's crazy because like. The, uh, like pretty much all my friends know you from going to wood yeah. on thursday because it we you kind of build that like community bar like cheers vibe so, where like you go and it's like everyone's just hanging out and then you could go by yourself after a while and yeah. people would just be like yeah yeah and i think i think wood was the first venue that i comfortably would just go by myself like i mean we would go to places on the beach but like we back then we weren't comf- confident enough or like yeah. enough to just hang at the bar I, or it was awkward like for yeah. DJs if you were on the beach you, you were in, the, in the, booth. the booth and that's it if you were by the bar you look like a scrub you know like <laughs> yeah. like what are you what the doing? Fuck are you just doing by the bar you're not even spending money you know like yeah it wasn't a good look so at wood and I think I remember like one of the first few times that I was like yo I'm gonna go by myself or like and it was like kind of awkward you know like you go and then you're like you know, back then, I didn't even really know the bartenders that well. And I remember I sat inside because I used to play in the inside bar. And, dude, and for the first, honestly, like, the first almost two years, I don't think I rarely went outside. Like That's right. It was inside. We, was in, we were inside because on Thursdays we were. And I kind of, like, I would always kind of feel like, oh, like, the outside's a weekend shit. The party is inside on a Thursday. Yeah, I felt the same way. It was like, oh, Thursdays are slower, so let's keep it more chill. But it, but it ended up working out. So so yeah, so like with time, you know, I I I I started to just meet the bartenders and like get to know them and like be cool, you know. And it's a lot of those girls are still there, you know, uh, and the dudes too. Um, like just getting to know them, and then if it was, you know, if it was Plex working, I'd be like, oh, I know Plex fucks with this or. Um, just different people had different tastes, but it was still on that format, but I would squeeze it in and I'd be like, oh, this girl likes Jay-Z. Let me play Jay-Z and like a more of tempo or like this. And I was like finding ways. And I was, that was literally like my first, what I call like working it from the inside out, like getting to like know the staff, you know, like a mansion and places we would talk to the girls, but we weren't like yeah no and it was always revolving it wasn't like really like right. a fam right people are out there trying to make money like yeah so so it was definitely like even from from the beginning it really felt like a you know like a family like a very welcoming environment you know um so i started to kind of get tight with everybody and 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 you know we didn't didn't really have much going on there wasn't really much the, the beach was whatever but on a thursday like you didn't want to go do the same shit that you were going to do Friday or Saturday. And, 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 you know, it helped that I was, we were all growing, you know? So like I had the steady Thursday and you guys were like, yo, no matter what, like we can always go to wood on a Thursday. So, you know, we built that shit in the, in, and, and I always wanted to play outside at first, but then I was like, you know what? Like, like that, that one birthday, you guys remember that one birthday inside your birthday. Yeah. I probably don't remember. Well, well where they brought out the bottle with the sparkler, mm-hmm. bro. That that birthday was insane. You know, I didn't know there was an outside until you DJed outside. <laughs> really? I didn't know that. No, but I yeah, like I always was like, oh, the outside is like if you're not trying to like you're just like there to hang out. I and never talk. went out there. 
Dude, want me to for, leave for the longest for the like i rarely went outside because it's not because i i felt like oh like like something against the weekend people but it was like at first i kind of did at first when i i was like yo why don't i play outside i'm like Fuck, i'm like am i not good enough or am i not you know like but then with time it like you kind of realize and 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 Yo, we had that shit lit, bro. And it was, it was, we were fucking blacking out every yeah, was, single fucking Thursday. It was for, a problem for a while. It was the, insane. It dude. was Stella it was and a Honey Jack, bro. And then like, it got to the point where like, like, I, I always say it in Spanish, like, like, se cruzaba el ganado, you know, like, you know, you'd have multiple, <laughs> you know, friends there, you know, multiple people there. And then you're like, fuck, that's when, when I would go outside, you know? <laughs> like, But how many, how long did it take for it to start, like, gaining traction? Because um, I, I, I remember when we were going, it was just, we would just go hang out, I drink, think, and then it became, like, all right, there's, like, always people here. I know? think, like, a, like, 2014, end of 2014, 2015, probably yeah. 2015. Yeah, because that's when I was in Vegas, yeah. so then I remember... Cause you had started it, and then I left, and I was like, "All right, cool." And then when I would come, that's what I like. When I was visiting Miami, yeah. I would be here for a couple of weeks, and I'd be like, "Every Thursday, I'm going to Wood." And then I would start to see, I'm like, "Wait, this is like some different yeah, shit happening was, here." I think it was like 2014 into um into 2016. Those two yeah. years were like when it was just just fucking insane and the other dope shit was that the format was still super open format like yeah. i kept it super open format i would still play the rock shit you know i would play i would wouldn't play hip-hop and and i loved it because i was doing um mokai on fridays where it was all hip-hop you know and then all the other gigs were like edm like open saturday we were at a mansion doing scam shit so you're playing that format so like it started to become like the only gig that i would really care about in the sense of like like music taste like all right like if i'm gonna play a mansion okay new fucking avici song whatever yeah you kind of knew what you were gonna do so it started to just become like a journey of like finding music and creating that and i had a i had a crate for the longest that was just weird shit like not weird shit but like 80s and 90s and and i would just cycle up bpms like that was literally how i would play there like start at this go up all the way around like three four times and it was just different shit so it was it was like that for for a while and i think they the house outside was when like that's when i started playing outside when it was a little booth and i think that was like 20 2016 17 it's crazy because that like It pro it had I mean no it for sure had a lot to do with like how you like your progression as a DJ yeah like that if you didn't have that gig who knows special yeah, guest in the building got a special guest in the one building. and only Miami, Miami staple Miami Miami staple we're gonna we're gonna get into it I I need to know I yeah. I wanted to have him on because I want to know his origin story oh man it goes <laughs> deep, it goes deep. <laughs> well, let's cut them already already we're cutting yeah, yeah, yeah. DJ A Train A Train in, in the, the building. building yes let's yes. give it up for A Train what's up what's up fellas what's good brother what's up listeners I can tell you for people who are like trying to consider getting into it um, there's a lot of chance that you're gonna spend a lot of time and make a small amount of profit yeah. if you don't if you don't have the right uh, resources to find the stuff. And then if you're not like, I'm, you know, I'm like tech savvy, whatever, figured it out. Yeah. Um, 
it can be difficult. It's a process, yeah. but what, but if you just go through the steps and yeah, go like through the process, else, you know? um, it's not that difficult. And yeah, I got to the point where, yeah, where I'm making good money and, um, yeah, some like early on before I was doing like Amazon and stuff, I was more like, yeah, trying to find like rare sneakers at, at you know, the Nike outlet yeah. and find deals that you can flip or whatever for profit right. or whatever, stuff like that. Now I'm like I don't I don't touch sneakers basically at all. Like it's just it's like, watered, you think it's a watered down market? Or it's you got all these like teenagers uh, yeah. hustling for like the same kid. stuff. You know, they got it's like to, do. to make like potentially not that much money. But I'm like making what, what way to more. Them, on what some to them is stuff. but to them it's like right. Oh my God, I'm so like, there was a sample about. sale in the design district. Um, um, it was a kit store like right. supplied sample sale. Like a warehouse so, warehouse sample sale. Yeah, yeah. traveling one. So. I pulled up and there was a ton of, there was like off-white and stuff that all sold out. A bunch of like the hot stuff had sold out. So I went through and I see all these Nike Sakai jackets, zip up jackets and hoodies and stuff. I'm like, those are hot. Like, I know that's hot, like yeah. limited. They were right. all like weird cuts and yeah, stuff. Yeah, because they, they, they match the, the runners. Right, and, right. and they, those are all like hot. So anyhow, the sale was like 60% off. Jesus. I went up on Stock Exchange, StockX, um found a bunch of the ones on the shelf that had like highest highest offers like for big profit nice sold them in the store before i went to the checkout and oh, bought fuck. them bought a gang of them uh and then like the next day or day after they dropped the sale even more to like 80 percent so i went back in and got the ones that weren't bought the dip weren't instantly reselling on StockX yeah. just to just to get ended up selling them all you know got these jackets for like yeah 40 bucks or something 30 to 60 dollars and then sold them for like two three hundred on stock um Chilling. so that was like a great find but yeah. you know that's just kind of yeah it's that one of many and, and, and you know and, and the it's those you know so one other one i can tell you about because now it's like over basically is the lady gaga oreos yeah you, oh, that's why <laughs> that's you pretty run. much that's the one that's the one that caught me because you told me this i mean you told me off the air a story and i was like yo we gotta yeah so through this chat group i found out that there's these lady gaga oreo cookies hey. that were going to be released well, you know they didn't know the release date but like the little mini six packs started popping up yeah. in stores you know <laughs> We got an exclusive and those bag were, right here. Those were reselling for like ten bucks a pack. Wow! So you could have a pack of you could have ten of the ten of those and sell for a hundred bucks. You know what costs like fifteen bucks or whatever. So anyhow, uh, it was unknown when the full packs were gonna hit stores, but you knew they knew it was gonna be like a Walmart exclusive, mm -hmm. basically. Um, I happened to go to Walmart one morning saw the guy stalking with the oreo t-shirt wow and he saw me like looking around a bunch he was like yeah. can i help you find something i was like lady got oreos. oreos he was like uh he's like oh those are brand new he's like try back next week they're not out yet but uh i didn't ask him what you're like hey can i get your number bro? yeah so, you know if i was a real <laughs> right right like people do that i was gonna say people yeah. tip people tip, tip, tip them yeah, get their numbers wow. pay them off everything stalkers it's like pokemon cards and everything that wow. you know all that wow. all the sports cards Oreos so yeah so he was like next week i didn't ask him what day i just happened to come back the next week in the morning saw the guy again he asked me if i, I was like or lady gaga oreos he's like oh yeah they just came out today i just stocked the shelf i just finished stocking the shelf so I go over to the shelf and they're like glistening, like glowing. Right. Like, <laughs> it's like a full 300 packs. I don't know how many. Mm -hmm. 
Um, Bought them all. So I loaded up my cart with like 30 packs of Oreos. And then I'm like, in, in was, was anybody else there? Like, no, no, they were, the, the, the shelf was literally untouched, wow. completely full. You so I just like it. cleared out the bottom rack or whatever. Took like 30 packs. My cart was basically full. I went to the checkout line. Um, and then I go to look on Amazon to see uh, what the listing looks like, if, how, how much they're going for. And there was a listing, but nobody had any inventory listed. Nobody had listed mm. them for sale yet. They just came out that morning, wow. you know, and I happened to be there like in the morning. So I listed them. I listed my 30 packs. I chose a price. I think it was $25. The packs were like for this. Yeah. 350 or they cost 350 or whatever. And you put them at 25. I put them at like 25. I was like, that seems like pretty high and good or whatever. By the time I finished checking out and got back to my car and unloading them, they were sold out. Wow. wow. So then, you know, I started, I started seeing them sell. I tried to raise the price, but it was like, it takes 15 minutes for yeah. the a price to update up to 15 minutes. It was too late. They were sold out. I went back in, filled up my card again, raised the price more and more and more up till it was like forty five dollars a pack. I think. Wow, bro. Um, Ended up selling off, selling off like uh, almost a hundred packs before other sellers came in. And then once other sellers came in, they outpriced. They lower the price to have the lowest price. You know. They undercut everybody and then it just got cut, 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 cut. So no but one yeah, at Walmart in about a couple. Like... Oh, yeah. The people in Walmart. I tried to do like 20 packs so I could do the self checkout. So they didn't look at me yeah. funny. <laughs> but I was like, man, I need more than 20. I'm yeah. not trying to go back in and out so many times. So I 30 just picked like the cashier. looked like they didn't give a fuck about their job. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. The I don't know if it matters. I think Walmart is not really against reselling as much no, depending on what so. Target is like it's a big no, no in there, et cetera. Yeah. So anyhow. Yeah. So. It was like a matter of, I don't know, two hours. I was going back and forth like four times wow. to my car and sold like a couple, like, I don't know, it was nearly three, oh, two and a half thousand dollars worth of Oreos or something. So I made like a thousand bucks or something or more. The one yeah. thing I realized during this whole past year is that there's so many ways to make money but if then, you really want yeah, but to then put the I work. was locked up in my crib for the next like five days packaging Oreos. Oh, yeah, yeah. The and work. I was like, so this is not the this is not the move. Like, <laughs> you know. So like, you know, the other way to do it through Amazon is you've Amazon fulfills the orders. So you package up a bunch of stuff in one big box label it all individually, send it to Amazon, and they deal with the shipping, the customer service, the returns. But you lose a little bit. But they take a bigger yeah. profit, yeah. Right, right. But that's really where it's at because right now, you know, I got to the point where now I'm like spending almost every day, uh, like a, more time than I want to be each day, like dealing with, with the other shit. packaging and returns and customer right. service. Like, I don't want to deal with that. You know, it's like, and it's a good honest hustle. I'm making good money. But, you know, then I go and DJ and make like so much more in such a short amount of time. It's like, what am I doing? Selling. You're always you're you're always you're always reminded. You're like, damn. But, you know, I never like I never tried the, you know, real other job. Honestly, yeah. I mean, I was always busy enough and successful enough with DJing. Um, I never had the need to, um, you know, so. But, yeah, I see I see just how potentially profitable it is. Like I saw someone else on Amazon that had the same item listed as me. Like we were the only people selling a certain item. So I went and clicked on, on their store to see what else they were selling. And they had like 18 pages of stuff. Oh shit. Wow. Yeah. Uh, of all the stuff that's at Amazon warehouses. So they just, they buy it, package it up, send it off. 
and then it sits on the shelf in Amazon warehouse. I think after one month, you end up paying storage fee, depending on the size of the item. So it could be something really small, but you know, but where you're not having to like actually do too much Process work. Yeah. Have that Once all you your ship it out, yeah, you don't have to have storage. You don't have to be like constantly dealing with the stuff. You just have a day that you go and you buy all the stuff, pack it all up and then ship it out the next day or whatever. And then you're done until you want to refill it. So you could, you can spend a few hours a week on it. You can spend a few hours a day on it. Yeah. You know, it's kind of whatever you want to get into. Um, and there's tons of free resources on YouTube and on just Google right, like everything else. That's yeah. dope, though. You there's tons your... of people trying to sell their resources, which is not a bad idea either. But um, use your time wisely. Tons of free resources. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to like, yeah, maximize my. Is there like time a effort, squad so. like? Have you seen like somebody at the same places like this, the recent? for the Pokemon cards and, oh, okay. and which I've never had success for, so I don't really try for them. Yeah. Uh, and the sports cards, right? Like trading, sport, yeah, uh, that's, NBA that's super so. hot. Uh, yeah, so there'll be like gangs of dudes posted up by the card section, just waiting on their phones. And uh, so I'm like, all right, so obviously they know that the stalker is coming out, and then they usually like divvy them up between whoever's there, or like depending on the store, they'll only let you get two of each kind or whatever right. and i've never hung out and waited before um the other day i was in target like doing an online pickup order and this like squad of dudes walked in <laughs> like single filed nearly oh, and all the security like the people target workers were making fun of them They're like oh damn that's a gang right there coming in i was like they're looking for pokemon cards she's like yeah they saw this bald head guy they think it's the distributor coming inside but it's not him oh shit <laughs> wow, that's, yeah, like that's, the one, that's the one you had the tip and she then later knows. i see the guys walking out like with their heads down right. and some snacks in their hands like, like wow. um so i've never like waited i met a, i met a guy one time in the aisle that was like thursday at 7 a.m at this location it's the only one and like south in in broward or whatever in palm beach you gotta come at thursday at 7 a.m they put your name on a list and then they text you when it's time and they come and divvy them up or whatever and it's like i think you know I said, i've never really messed with those but it's basically like i think 40 dollar packs that you can turn around and sell for 150 you know more or less you can make give or take a hundred dollars wow. so it's like good you know it's good money like that's so insane. pokemon um mcdonald's did yeah, you hear about those bro. The po Pokemon, Pokemon McDonald's. uh McDonald's had Pokemon little Pokemon cards, cards in the Happy Meal uh -huh. as like the the Those the are limited, yeah. So people were going like on release day in the first couple of days and convincing the whatever worker at McDonald's to sell them the whole case of 150 little toy packs. Wow. Uh for which at a dollar two dollars each comes out to like uh 250 dollars I mean, or whatever. Yeah, they were pay most people were paying ended up 250 dollars. Turn around selling them instantly on eBay for a thousand dollars. Wow! People were getting people were getting cases of these things, multiple Insane. cases. I went to like a few McDonald's, one you know the day after they came out, bought like just handfuls of packs, put them in one box as seventy packs, and sold them on eBay for five hundred dollars to someone. You in, got patience, bro. To someone in like Germany or something. Yeah. So it was like That's I had insane. to go to a few McDonald's. It was annoying, you know. It was weird, yeah. <laughs> like walking in and being like, "How many? How many happy yeah. happy meal toys? Can I just buy? Can I, can I just buy the toy? I mean, getting Oreo. Well, by the end, Oreos. but so yeah. So then, by the middle of the day, there were like five only. By the end of the day, by the yeah, by the end of the day, there were like two only. By the very end of the day, they were like, "You have to buy the meal." 
Because people, they knew people were. Yeah, people were flipping them. Yeah. One lady was like, what's up? Why does everyone want these things? And had her other employee, like, uh, looking at, she's like, look this up on eBay. Yeah. <laughs> Martin, she quit that day. <laughs> oh, yeah. One place I was like, you got the boxes? She was like, oh, my my supervisor took the last one. Of course he did. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So it's break. wild, dude. It's wild. No, so then, you're like, you know, you're. And then there's also like you're taking toys from children, you know, like, whole thing. <laughs> the moral, that, <laughs> the that is the least. So that like, is the least of my. So what I got know? into flipping was Christmas time, basically uh-huh. Q4, as they call it, and re- in retail, you know, it's the yeah, yeah, craziest yeah. time. So that's when I got in, and a lot of the flips that they were like suggesting were like these toys that like are for like not for like adults that have some fascination with some toy because it's a throwback whatever it's like literally kids, kids really want like, this toy no. i'm like eh, this is a little <laughs> weird for me <laughs> I'm not like into it. <laughs> yeah if it's like something that's a rich person item you yeah. know then it's like okay you're just making rich people pay more for it but if it's something that like everyday middle class gener- basically people yeah. are like trying to get yeah, for the, their kids like that, the lady god is kid really What's no that? but like the baby alive you know grows up toy that's like this doll that like talks and does all these things it was like yeah. super hot toy right like i was like this this just doesn't feel right what was like, that toy from the arnold schwarzenegger that's what i was, I was yeah. i've been wanted turbo man, turbo man. Bro, <laughs> you i've been wanting to bring it up a couple of those like and, and that's why i keep thinking of the movie i'm like Jingle damn all the way. i can give you a current one some current ones right now let's go uh mr potato head oh canceled and dr seuss all the oh. books dr seuss People so do. mr and mrs if you get them in the pair it's worth money and uh, all the dr seuss titles those are like mad money right now really yeah like a few hundred dollars a piece a book yeah for any of those fucking i already looked they're all sold out what about like that's why i'm telling you the libraries (laughs) oh yeah i thought about libraries (laughs) (laughs) i'm saying i I bet you that's that's a crime I'm sure you'll find some, yeah. Yeah, all the stores, Barnes and Noble. <laughs> I'm about to go to Jose, I'm about to go to Jose, Ma- sold out. I'm about to go to Jose Martí right here. I, I bet you they have them in Spanish. Yeah, these are books that retail for $10, $20, yeah. and they're all reselling for 300 or so average. That's insane. Imagine, yeah. like, those hard book, the ones that they had in school and shit. Imagine. Yeah. Yeah, wow. and the potato heads are, yeah, $100, maybe this, $50 bro. to $100. Damn, you get them for, like, 5 bucks. I got to start monitoring the news. So next time there's an item, it's like, yo. Or whatever's getting canceled, you know, like as soon as something's canceled. Yeah, I made a bunch of money selling um, Red Bull flavors that got discontinued. Yeah, you told me that some, somebody else told me. This so I just got a grip of them and then listed them as like a pack of like seventy cans or whatever, yeah. and, and sold for like Ultimate mad money. Hustler, bro. I think thirty cans I sold for three hundred bucks. Ten dollars a can. Would no, I got them two for seven. Would would that be with like everything? Like Aunt Jemima doesn't exist anymore. If I find some Aunt Jemima bottles, can I sell them for a bunch? Probably, Probably super rare. rare. Uncle Ben as well. Super like rare. I got a bunch right now. There's a whole meme about it. You can just go through the list and like just see what you can find. Discord. But I mean, uh, most likely it's all just super yeah, sold yeah. out. And yeah. yeah, it's collectible stuff now. It, basically, like, like if we find out about it, it's, it's already late. Long gone. It's late. Yeah. It's yeah. late. The only yeah. reason he's kind of like that's why he's talking about it. Of course, of course, of course. It's like kind of like Bitcoin, but not really. It's All not right. too late. It's, it's like the edits you late. get out. They're, they're already w- done. Oh, yeah, of course. It's like when I make the edits. Hey, A-Train's <laughs> part of my Patreon. New though. Patreon nice. member. Damn. Ding, ding, ding. I put, up, I put up a new one yesterday. There's so many ways to make money, bro. Hard-earned money well yeah. spent right there. So, yeah. So, <laughs> so back to DJing. Um, like, so, you went, when the pandemic uh, hit, you were DJing a lot. 
during the week, like three, four times at least. Dude, I had like a lot of international. I had a Europe tour Ooh. canceled. I had a West. I had a San Francisco date, club date canceled. I had a wedding in uh, Guatemala canceled. Fuck. Yeah, it was rough. But when it opened back up, you kind of went right. Right back right into back it. Into yeah, it. I mean, I was basically waiting for Blackbird to reopen because mm-hmm. that's my only weekly. Um, so I was like, I'm not going to really jump back into it until that happens. And then and then I'm back in. Um, and yeah, and I, as soon as that started, I've, I've been uh, give thanks booked every every weekend since. So. Have you started to like figure out how you're going to balance the flipping and trading? And well, right now, I mean, all I, I was doing a lot of legwork, you know, like in the last months. And then this last month or so was probably my most profitable month reselling. And nice. I put out put out the least amount of work. So wow. I'm dialing it in. You know, it's so complex. It's not complex in the way that you should be turned away to get into it. But it's so diverse and complex. There's so many moving parts and so many ways to do every single thing. That's like, uh, you know, you're constantly learning and getting better at yeah. it. And I see it happening. And I'm like, all right, cool. It's it's a great alternative like side stream and you know especially if you can send off you know hundreds of items or whatever to amazon warehouses um and then you just watch the sales go through while you're djing while you're sleeping like that's pretty awesome that's, when i'm djing i see sales pop up that's and stuff. the best feeling when like, man, that's money good. While making money. yeah i also rent my car out on turo Oof. i have a kind of nicer car so they're more desirable but i raise the price up like all the time and it keeps getting rented out and now my car is paid for I don't. I haven't paid. You know, my car's been paid for for the last I don't know so many months since. since you Airbnb your crib or just my bed. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Ladies, hustle, bro. Just yeah, kidding. No, it's dope. We're dope, bro. Um, uh, yeah. So like, I'm all about. I was. Always, I always knew there was opportunity to have like multiple streams and all the side hustles. But I was always so successful with DJing. I never explored that much. And so now I'm exploring it. And it's like, all right, this is pretty yeah, cool. I kind of, I like, kind of feel the same way. Like for, not because of that, but it's also because, like, I love DJing so much that I put a hundred percent of my time into that. Yeah, that's the most. I know that yeah, I'll, 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 like ultimately, that's the one that's my passion and what yeah. I really love to do. I don't like enjoy selling cookies, but I just enjoy making money. <laughs> you know, <laughs> not the point of owning Bitcoin, but like it's an investment that has growth potential. So then it's like yeah, you're I mean, using yeah, it to buy not, a bottle. They're not targeting us. Yeah, bro. They're right. targeting like Elon Musk to go over there and spend. Yeah. No, you're yeah, targeting want, people they, that want to. They want the super dweebs that want to flex that they're buying it with Bitcoin, yeah. and mm-hmm. then in turn they want the Silicon Valley guys in there. But for know. for eleven, it's smart because if even one person, Yo, whatever, some, you have a dummy, Bitcoin. I think they're just trying to get on the radar. Of Bitcoin, of Bitcoin, of Miami, trying to make. I think NFT, I think there's a Mayor like, Suarez thing. Yeah, oh, like yo, get on the if good they side. see Levin do that, Omni is gonna do it. Like everyone's gonna do it. Like, yeah, because he's, he's 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 trying heavy to make. It's like shit. the banks. It's like everyone's trying to get on board and and like yo, don't worry, we're, we're gonna we're gonna accept crypto. Speaking of crypto, uh, did you sell your Doge? Doge, no, Doge went up. Sorry, good, right? I got it. Yeah, I sure went up too. I'm still, I'm just holding on to it, bro. Diamond handing. I was listening to a podcast and this guy said as far as he says Dogecoin is kind of trash because it's if it's like shaky. But Bitcoin, if you if you save and don't sell for 10 years, there's an 80 percent chance that you're going to make quadruple the amount of money. And if for 20 years, if you don't move it, 100 percent chance you'll be set for life. Yeah, though, it's like what Adrian said, like, you know, if you just invest every little bit that you can over time 
I'm going to start hitting up like war for like pay me in bitcoin right and then that that's the real because you're not spending to get it you're they're paying you in an asset that's growing yeah i mean it's 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 you know it's it's similar so growing up in nicaragua i mean it's how it is in other countries you know the values of the dollar um in nicaragua you always wanted to have dollars like people want dollars because you know it goes up no matter what so like the dollar is always stronger so bitcoin is just outstronging the dollar the only thing that scares me is the like the actual technology of it of like Lying. I'm, yeah or not even that but i'm always like paranoid of like yo let's say i have all this bitcoin and but then i don't have it in, i've heard of what's his name his wallet got uh uh hacked and he lost all his bitcoin danny days you know how hard it is for your wallet to get hacked because your your speed your your password is like 14 different random oh, yeah. words he, I mean, Danny's. Or I didn't hear about that. Or you, the or you is, leave. He probably, he probably had it in his notes. You get me, like. Or you leave your crypto in in the exchange and not in your wallet, mm -hmm. which that's happened. That's happened to a lot of people. Yeah, where you just think you have it and you see the money going, but you don't actually have it. You heard what happened to Alex Jones? Yeah, that, he was talking about it. Still has it. He's somewhere. There's. There's, there's a two, USB with a. Yeah, a USB with two million Bitcoin back then. Yeah. like 10 years ago that wow. he can't find worth like billions now holy shit bro but for sure 100 percent, there's djs that are gonna be getting paid in bitcoin i'm gonna ask for real I'm i mean why not Emmy. like you yo, do like let's get in this bitcoin thing you do like one week bitcoin one week no bitcoin one week bitcoin one week Pay me in bitcoin it doesn't matter it's the same they're paying me the same amount they're not losing any money yeah but for you for me, it's it's. For it's me, what? I don't know. That's it's, how it's I look at it. It's safer. Maybe you have one week of solid paycheck. Nah, the the thing is, you have to know. Like the reason why I'm saying I would ask the wharf is because you're you can only do this when when you have multiple. When I say multiple, at least ten different streams of income. When you're able to be okay with getting rid of one just in Bitcoin, like that's when yeah, you know yeah. you can do it. Oh. That's and a I, good and, point. And to it's have. a it's a big and it's a big chunk. You get me? So I think uh, the wharf. Oh, a six hour set at the wharf every week in Bitcoin will be pretty fire to it's me. Al it's also kind of more. Yeah. And you would just kind of let it sit there. Yeah. And Don't even think about it. It's yeah. more like, you know how you're obviously when you go to do a gig, you're like, oh, I'm going to get paid for this. But it's kind of more like there's more incentive of like, yo, I could get paid. And then they could also keep making me money, mm -hmm. which that's always the big fucking goal where right. your money keeps working for you. Now my money is making money, so I'm making money. But then, at eleven, you can't you can't uh, shell out singles. That's yeah, you can't you can't ball out. You can't make it rain. Is there like actual? Can you make actual coins? Like, is there a way now? I guarantee you, hundred percent, they're gonna have. No. Yeah, like ush bucks. Yeah, a hundred percent, they're gonna have something where like you buy a bottle in Bitcoin, and then they're gonna hand you fake dollars or fake coins, and then facts. So you because you gotta. You gotta flex. There has to be some something like that. They, they definitely have the the eleven, the eleven, 11 bucks. Yeah, they have 11. eleven hats and eleven hoodies. 11 bro, bucks. I can't wait to buy an eleven hat <laughs> with Bitcoin, bro. I can't wait. They own a vodka. Maybe it was a vodka hat. Dang, it's a lifestyle brand, bro. <laughs> a lifestyle brand. But I don't understand. But I think we're gonna get banned from every single like. <laughs> we just venue. talked about. We gotta yeah, be more, we're giving more them the careful. Bucks. We're giving them. <laughs> I know. 
It's fine, bro. We don't play at these places, so I no. But I mean, but still, I mean, no. Nah, I think we're, we're not saying anything. We don't say anything. I think Bitcoin having the option of Bitcoin at a venue is is dope. Just because why not? Yeah, but there's definitely gonna be those fucking dweebs that are gonna come in and be like, you know, Bitcoin balling and 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 whatever show and whatever. Yeah, they're gonna make a show. Like, uh, you guys know about NFTs? Yeah. yeah. So now, because you know how it's basically only for the digital space, guys are creating chains, pendants with like a kind of like you can add if you have artwork from NFT, you could put it in your chain. It's like a. a a computer screen basically on your chain oh my god and so this one guy he bought he bought the campbell soup uh who's the guy that made the Campbell andy soup? warhol andy warhol but with like uh it was like a cartoon face on it it ended up selling for like eight million dollars this wow. dude's wearing it on his fucking neck i like clubs and shit yeah because people want to be able to show what they bought so they're That's creating the only... photo frames on walls where you could put your digital art and shit so like this is getting crazy right now, and nah, technology is it's we need it's to get overwhelming, all, all the spicy episodes and put it in as an NFT. I mean, we need to make some sort of NFT, bro. Because we're slacking. You don't have any lost episodes. Ooh, the road, the road, oh, and my episode as an NFT. Is that this? <laughs> is the audio out there? <laughs> Imagine that's a good one, bro. That's a good one. That's the chain right there. Oh my god, that's like, that's like a watch. Fucking, yeah, I know. It's basically, that's what it is. But you're wearing it like essentially like eight million dollars, bro. Right? But I feel like that just technology is gonna get integrated into night. Like it's already getting fucked. Yeah, but like besides Bitcoin, like now you could, you don't buy a bottle, you buy an NFT mm-hmm. of like <laughs> of the bro. You know how the NBA Top Shots, you buy your moment of buying a bottle at the club which is yo. what everyone wants to show yo write that down because that's yo, a really good idea leave that gonna, out take this part out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> leave that out bro. we might get booked at these venues again yo <laughs> the one and only coin slot is in the building coin slot was good what's was good, good brother miami legend what's up thank you for having me thank you for having me i worked my ass off didn't have the followers i got the followers now my craft was always sharp though now that I'm getting the followers, it's going around the same artists that don't have the followers are not attacking me for saying like, yeah, but it's easy for you to sell out because now you have a following. Now you're building it's that like, shit. No, I built this shit. But it's like, there's a difference between these kids that upload one video that were never artists that decide to get this canvas to spin it and throw paint, 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 paint. It goes viral. I'm like, oh, I'm an artist now. No, you're not an artist. You're just somebody like that went hot on a... On a one video, it's like yeah. a fucking chick that has a fucking kid at eighteen. No, you're not a milf. You're just a young bitch with yeah. a kid. It's like, like, like let's, let's call it as it is. Like, and the story is like, no, yeah, I am an artist. So like, seeing all these people now on TikTok on the rise, it's like we need people to call out these people. Like, you know how many Alec Monopolies are out there right now? Yeah, I'm trillion. Yeah, I call and, out and, this and he's guy. And, and he's a copy of a copy already. There's this one dude out here, and I don't care, bro. He's probably want to crush beef with me. I'm still here till Saturday. Um, it's like this one guy started coming around. And like he's been working with all these people coming up, and he draws like very similar to like Alan Monopoly. He goes like, like, it's been showing up on my Instagram nonstop, nonstop, nonstop. And I'm like, what is this, bro? What is this art? Like, why so is trash. no one calling out everyone so, saying like, I call it out. They're like, this is trash. This is why. Like, who's a, who's one that said the realest shit ever? Salvador Dali said, after him, everyone else has been trash. And honestly, I look back at it and he's not wrong mm. because like name me an artist, including myself and other people. Like I can't paint oil 
realism, the way like yeah, Rembrandt did. painted, yeah. the way all these classical painters, those were actually, you went to art school, you learned about like the paints, you learned about everything. Now it's just, everyone uses fucking Photoshop and everybody's a fucking artist yeah. now. You know it's how tired, like, how tired it is to see like a, you know how like cringe it is to see like somebody's Instagram story and they have a supreme Louis Vuitton <laughs> painting on their fucking apartment? Bro, a hundred dollar like, bill? fucking asco, bro. Oh, Dog, a hundred dollar bill glazed, glazed. Okay, fucking asshole, bro. I'd rather have a fucking Marilyn Monroe fucking... Yeah. I don't know, bro. It's or Jimi Hendrix something, but that's crazy. Dude, Marilyn Monroe with a fucking uh, Supreme... Uh, uh, I don't know. Like, when they merge all these, like, different kind of, like, terrible arts as it is, and then they try to, like... I don't know. I wouldn't literally walk out of somebody's it's apartment. It's Instagram art, bro. Yeah. It's, it's the That's category. It's, like, decorative Instagram art. It's mm -hmm. what they know, like, guest views. Look, man, all I ask for these people... Including even this guy, which is probably gonna hear this podcast. Like, well, I don't even know who Coinside is, or why is he coming at me? I'm not coming at people. What I'm trying to do is like tell people, like, pay your fucking dues. Yeah. Like, if I see these people's lines, they're you, they're trying to. They know the paint I use because I use gold and acrylic back paint, but not everyone could use that paint because they don't know how to maneuver that paint with a paintbrush. So there's choppy. It's like their hand has Parkinson. They can't get a straight line. Dude, practice. Yeah. Put time. You could tell these guys like so. Right now is at a constant battle, and artists are at a constant battle with Instagram right now. Because if they're not uploading daily on Instagram, their algorithm gets fucked up. Yeah. So at this point, they're not producing masterpieces or giving a chance. What they're doing literally at this point is just putting out content, artwork, just to not lose the algorithm. Because if they don't upload in two days back to back, guess what, bro? That momentum you had going on Instagram is now shifted to another artist. Mm -hmm. So now they're putting shitty ass content out. And it's like, instead of spending the time and like drawing a legit ass painting, taking a sweet time, that's a masterpiece. Now we're getting a bunch of mediocre artwork. So what I ask for all these other artists that are listening to this podcast, like work on your craft. Don't worry about, don't worry about like the clout, this fucking word. It's like eventually it will come because there's no denying real talent. There really fucking is it. Like Edgar Allan Poe, all these guys, they were never recognized when they were alive. But it took them, them, like, other people discovering their stuff. Like, this guy was a master. This guy was good at his crap. But it will happen, whether it happens in five years, ten years, or not with Instagram, it can happen in two. But stay true to it. Start copying other people. There's a difference between copying and innovate, inspiration from others. Get inspired. Innovate and levitate. Like, but don't continue to just, like, like use the same water bottle constantly, constantly, constantly. How can I make this water bottle better? How can I make it be colder for longer? How can I shift the body of it? Don't just like continue this water for the rest of your life. Like make make the product better, make the artwork better. Set an example while you're out here. Inspire the youth and keep moving. We cannot mm -hmm. keep we cannot keep clapping for people that are not fucking doing their job yeah. because it's socially accepted. If you attack them, it's like, oh, Regal's a hater. No, he's not. He's being honest. He loves his craft. He does not want to see the DJ scene or the music scene go to shit. It's like, yo, I am. Like now you consider probably not like like the same way like an OG to other younger it's people growing up. No, but I get like people see you now as like I'm like a mentor, like you said. Yeah. But he cares about it. He's gonna call you out not because he fucking hates you, or you're not gonna call out somebody else because you hate them. He's like, look, man, you have potential. Keep working on, get better. I remember when I first got a request for Drake. And it was a time when he was still kind of obscure. Yeah. And I had like the two tracks. I have that, a story. Go ahead. And, and, and it was at Heathrow, bro. And so they, hey, hey, give me that Drake. And I remember playing Drake. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what he looked like. I didn't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't know what they look like or their vibe. And I'm thinking like this guy is like 
some thug, thug ass. yeah like a Rick Ross vibe like yeah. this guy definitely looks like Rick Ross and then I find out he's fucking the kid from Degrassi I'm yeah. like how is this possible like this is not real this is like this is a Aubrey. spoof there's no way yeah there's yeah. no way that this is real it's October's very own I yeah. never watched Degrassi like, in the two, during the 2000s I did not own a TV I watched for, like, it the long that shit was like, pretty good and he used to rap on there yeah, yeah. he would rap he so, got shot. That was a great episode. I knew I knew who Drake was because of Nike Talk. And like I used to be big on the blogs and all that shit. And like when he dropped all the, the mixtapes, like I had all this is before So Far Gone. This is um uh, Oh the mixtapes before. Yeah, the yeah. first three. That Those were fire. What year was that? That was 08. 08, 08, 09, right? Yeah. 07, 08. He had one with DJ Smalls. He dropped the mixtape with That's DJ yeah, Smalls. Right. He had uh the one where he's wearing like the Pico. I forgot that one's called. He, but he had three. And I used to fuck with him heavy, and like we all knew. And then he came to Austin, and I was in San Antonio, so like an hour away. Damn. Me and my boy who owned the store, Manny, we went, and we're like, yo, let's go see him. There was like a few people in San Antonio. Yo, we went to see him at a spot, probably like smaller than like Wood. <laughs> like if Wood had like a, 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 like, like, I don't know, like probably the size of the deck of Wood. And Damn. he pulled up and. He's performing and it was super awkward. Like, because yeah. his energy wasn't there. And this is when he had. I mean, so far, Gone had come out, had just come out. Is this comeback season? Comeback? No, it was comeback season was popping, but like, he was doing. This is right, 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 right before Young Money like launched. Room for improvement? Yeah, I think so, yeah. But so far, Gone had just come out. So far, Gone is the one that he like re released and like. The one where all the letters that's like, like yeah, yeah that just came out now sure. yeah so he had, that just come out we saw him and mind you there was like 100 people there and it was so awkward like his energy was so weird but we were fucking with him and then that weekend like people fuck with him because of the whole texas shit since he came up with uh with jazz prince like people mm-hmm. knew who he was so i was at this club and it was like the top club in san antonio and i used to do saturdays and towards the end of the night like it's kind of winding down and i played november 18th fire that's a song that samples yeah. like the screw shit yeah yeah and i play they're all dilla beats and the fucking manager runs in the owner runs in the booth and he's like what the fuck are you playing it was this french dude obviously dick french guys <laughs> was like what the fuck like never fucking play the song ever again in any of my clubs and i was like yo i'm like they're fucking with it like we're cool i'm like all right he's like never play this artist ever Wow. That's hard. That's really hard. I was like, all right, bro. Cool. What is it? Oh, it's MIA Radio. You forgot. (laughs) It's been been so long. It's been so long. We're back. For real, for real. For real, for real. We had a little break of room. We were on a a big. We were taking breaks, but damn. Hiatus, bro. Big hiatus. Too many life changes, bro. Nah, it was just a lot going on, you know? A lot going on. A lot going on. What? Shit. When was the last one we did? Two months ago? I think right before I left to DR to to we left to DR, bro. It was like or the no, week we, before. No, we came back and we talked about that, right? Yeah, right so before was, I and that was when I said my goodbyes. That was beginning of June. That was the end of end of May, right? Nah, I don't even know, bro. But it's already July. Yeah, <laughs> halfway through the year. So much, so much to talk about. So much going on. A lot going on, man. Let's get to it, bro. So, first of all, see, I got married. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Congrats. Thank you, bro. I mean, Congrats. I, I didn't do much. I just showed up and said, "Yeah." <laughs> you showed up and said, "Yeah." Uh, you yo, showed up and. 
I, I was trying to, you know how everyone has a little wedding hashtag? I was trying to make that happen. Zay, yeah. She say, yeah, or something. But I got to give it up to my wife that she came up with the Zaya. Que Zaya forever, which if you don't know, obviously, it's Que Sea forever. Right. But it's a Spanglish hashtag. Yeah. So I thought it was pretty genius. No, that one was a clever one. I normally yeah. make fun of all the really Yeah, literally, ones. I was like, bro, yeah. we're going to do Y'all one. know me. I'm always trolling on the most basic shit. <laughs> and I'm, I'm thinking everyone's just coming like, to the wedding. Yeah. going to fucking say some shit. I'm like, we got to come up with something clever because everyone's going to fucking troll us. So, like, you gotta, it has to be know. good. No, that was a good one. That was a good but one. But that, that one came out dope. But yeah, bro, it was uh, it was a dope wedding. Yeah, no, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. And it was MIA style. The wedding was MIA uh, casual MIA vibes. Nah, it was dope. Yo, big shout out to former guests of the podcast. Oh, we had a lot of former guests yeah, in there. I mean, star studded, star studded event, red carpet event. event. I gotta, I gotta say, everyone. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure I'm being biased because it was my wedding, but. Uh, because you know like we, we we do a lot of events we've done yeah. weddings we do a lot of of, of activations or whatever right. you call it what brand so we it. know how like how missioned out those things are but like everyone was like yo you guys are like the easiest like yo you guys are just like you guys just get it and i'm like yo that's that's because we've been like, on the other side yeah like we've you know how you so much. and i was telling them like you know how you yelp review <laughs> them i was yeah. like nah like how are we doing like what's our rating yeah. right now because i don't want to be groomzilla Bridezilla. Yeah, I met the I met the um wedding planner and I was like, she's gonna scream at me at some point. <laughs> like one of those. She was chill though. She got everything done, no stress. She had a fucking checklist. But I mean I, I was at the end of the day, I'm like, bro, you're just gonna be there babysitting. Yeah. It's not really Yeah, because everything everything's already like Yeah, it's bro, itinerary. I, the actual wedding, the actual event is the least stressful thing you know it's right everything leading to it and everyone says that like oh it's gonna be you know there's a lot of things going on make sure you enjoy it i'm like bro i was like it's mad fun yeah, like, it was normal it was a, a, a plenty of time we had the bayonato dj yeah. jordan sanchez bro killed it man jordan kaz woo! you gotta talk about that set bro i guess that little little wedding present yeah my favorite was I forgot what song you played, but you played the song and then you went into the crowd. Like, oh, yeah, if there yeah, was a yeah. stage, you would have, like, I stage dived. Yeah, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> what was it? Was it, like, Carlos <laughs> Yeah, you grabbed the mic and you were, like, moshing with everyone. I got in the crowd, yeah. He he jumped in the crowd like he was, like, a carnage or some shit. <laughs> <Yeah. game. laughs> like, he was like, fuck it, I'm going in. But Jordan started off with uh, Yo. <laughs> Going Bad or what, what song did he start? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. All the way up. Fat Joe, all the way up. When he started with that, I think every single DJ in there, every single music person was, like, Oof. It was that uh is it Elmo? Is it an Elmo gift where he's like <laughs> Yeah and I we we told them because we we're like it's not I don't think it's gonna be the best reaction, but I think we need to set the tone that like we know it's a, it's our party. It's our party and we're gonna vibe to this right now because I knew that later on the Colombian music was gonna be heavy, heavy later. So I was like, yo, let's get this out of the way now where people are chilling he, and he, then get into it. Looking, because I was looking at him, I just could tell he was very excited yeah. to oh play God, like he that. Was more stoked, he was the most stoked. But I know, like after three songs, he realized, oh, I overexerted myself, yeah, yeah. and he got into what what I thought he was gonna do, like 
ludicrous and shit like that. Yeah, nah, for for the age demographic in there, it was was perfect. No, you had like luckily your friends are cool because we didn't get up, but like your (laughs) friends got up to dance and shit. We didn't dance. We're like, oh shit, what do we do? (laughs) Yeah, we were like obscene. Obscene jumped on the table and started waving shit. (laughs) But I mean, I'm when I go to weddings, I'm you guys. Like I'm just like yeah, what am I? But I'm also I'm also super like, and then for me, I'm always super confused because I come from the Nika weddings, which is like. Nika weddings are like a fucking like an event like a yeah it's like an ordeal you know yeah, it's yeah. like fucking so I never know even when I DJ that wedding um for Mando's boy a few months ago like I didn't know that the dance was gonna be right then and there I thought they were gonna sit down and do this and that, like so I'm always like extremely confused because I don't know like the nah. the order and we try to simplify all yeah. that like yo we walk in we're the only ones boom 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 dance toast eat party. Yeah, but the toast took a little long, but nah, it man. was it was worth it though. Some good ones, some tear jerkers in yeah, there for real. Some R- Robbie <laughs> with his stand up routine <laughs> working Robbie, the crowd. Robbie went on. He, he was in character. He was right. That was dope. <laughs> Robbie was in that character. Was the best. He's always in character. Uh but yeah, bro, it was it was eventful, bro. So what else has been going on? I mean, Miami's uh, been. I was Jamaica, bro. Oh, that's right, dude. Jamaica. So, Oh yeah, you went to Came Jamaica. Back five star service, dude. That's I'm right. telling you, I've been on vacation, <clears throat> non vacation for the last month. Um, it was dope. It was a little weird because we have like, I don't know if you guys ever been to a sandals resort. No, nah. I've heard about. I've heard it. of it. I've seen it. Right, I've seen watched, the commercials. I've watched. Up I watched shit. fucking uh, uh, Price is Right. So. Right, my yeah. homegirl works for them. Right. Well, it's literally like those commercials, but the one we went to is like couples only, and every every uh, person gets a butler. So no we had way. like our own butler, which was mad weird. <laughs> <laughs> is he in there, like, <laughs> bro? If you don't tell them, they're just there, like, hey, what can I get you? Like at all times, and they give you like a burner phone, and it's yours for the whole week, and no it's way. like, yo, whenever you need anything, hit me up. Oh shit! But and like, it's whatever you want. Whatever you want, bro. I mean, like, whatever. And me and my girl were talking about that. Like, I'm sure there's some weird white people that are like, course. hey, can, I bring- can you come into the room like, at two in the morning? Right, right. <laughs> but it, it's cool, but it's also like, I mean, I'm not, the, like, I don't want to bother them. Like, so, would you, like, what, what would you bro, the most, the most thing I did that bothered them for was just to, like, to say Ta- I did it. Towels. Towels and, like, yo, can you bring some coffee? Like that's it. Did you tip yeah, you got it. Everything is tipped there because it's all inclusive. But you can see there's there's certain. Uh, so if if you were like yo at 10 p.m. can you bring me like an egg omelet? Yeah, yeah, facts. facts. Cool. Or yeah. you tell them like yo I'm gonna wake up like at eight. I need that omelet there eight on one. Like they, when, they got I went, that. I went to Cancun once and like you know how we are like with bartenders you tip them a lot at yeah, first so yeah. they take care of you for the rest of the night. So I gave like a Mexican dude like. 200 bucks and it was like senor avila (laughs) (laughs) bro i tipped the bartender inside the quote unquote club Mm -hmm. bro and this guy and dog i mean i don't in the room with y'all i mean i don't drink like that anymore but he he just thought like oh these they look young like they're here hip so he was fucking me up bro and he was like ah (laughs) he wouldn't put less and less of the mixer and just alcohol i'm like dude he was texting his boys that they were gonna (laughs) Kill your ass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah he, he's like, be careful there. He's like, we party tonight, <laughs> bro. I just got tipped. And then they see you the next day, and they're like, oh, 
Ooh, ah. last night. <laughs> nah, I gotta talk about the DJ though. Tell me, bro. I gotta uh, man, is it terrible. Terrible. good or bad? No, he's terrible. But, oh. <laughs> but no, I mean technical wise, I mean he doesn't. He's not a really he DJ. Care. He's like an entertainment. Yeah, he's, he's there to do the show. He works. All, I I'm saying that I gotta re- give him respect because that motherfucker clocks in at like 7 a.m. and he works all day doing like waiting, busing, like cleaning, like just normal oh, shit. resort shit. And then at nine, he changes into a suit and he does the music in the patio. Then like at 10, 11, he does the DJ inside of the thing till like two in the morning. So he's like eight in the morning or two in the morning, mm-hmm. just grinding. That's, Damn. That's crazy. But the crazy part is that like, obviously he's not the best DJ technical wise and they don't really have equipment. It's like a mix board and his computer and he has like virtual DJ or something. But bro, that dude was like hype after everything I just said he does during the day, bro. He was excited. God, he that, that when I look at that, I'm like, bro, like how like how do does, like, how do everyone DJ like that, bro? Why, why do we complain? Yeah, dude, I was gonna say that. Like, how do you complain? This, this guy would play the song and there, I'm I'm saying there's like probably like max twenty heads in this place. Mm-hmm. He would play a song, let it ride, and they just go to every table. And dance with the people and like entertain them Damn. and like, hey, how you guys doing? It's like on some senior frogs type yeah. shit. Yeah, I mean it's resort vibes. And yeah. like if no one's dancing, he's like starting he hypes to you dance. Up. Like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yo, this guy was working seven in the morning, bro. That's crazy. No, I mean it's, it's, that's fun though. Like it's it's part of the the experience, you know. You know, white people are like, oh my god, I can't believe the DJ is dancing with us. <laughs> nah, <laughs> you know, like, bro, the white people there hilarious. Bro. But but then. I'm seeing this, but then by day three, he's doing it like it's the same shit every day. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, mm. that's tough, bro. Yeah, because he knows it's, it's, it's repetitive, on. though. I don't know, man. On. You never know. Like, maybe he hates sweeping and all that shit during the day. And oh, he's like, oh, true. you know what? At night, I get to fucking yeah, play around. True. It's perspective. I yeah, mean, that's course. what I'm saying. He was like, bro, the most excited, bro. And he's not like for the most part, he's never going to see those people again. So he can do that same little routine for the and rest of his did. life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah every night it's the same shit it's the same show <laughs> every night it's the same fucking show stop believing yeah, yeah. hyped hyped and then but then but then it's a resort so like you could you could tip him i didn't do this you could tip him don't get me wrong if there was turntables there i probably would have done it but like you could tip him and be like yo let me play some music but there is this other like latino couple young and this dude was wild and and he just got on and played like bachata and salsa and all the white people are like, what, what is this? <laughs> but yeah, you could do literally whatever Damn. you want in those could things. Could have pulled bro. up in the control with the controller. <laughs> I would have blew his mind, bro. He would have been like, there's equipment. He I probably would have keep be, it. He probably would have been hype as fuck, hyping you up. Nah, yeah. I'm like, I put him on the spot. I'm like, cause he played uh California love for for the for the homie that was from the West Coast, and then I'm like, yo, you're not gonna play any Miami shit for me, and he's like, I got you, and I'm like, go surprise me. He's like, nah, what? <laughs> Give me a song. <laughs> uh, he's like, what do you mean? He's surprise? like, he's like, no, he's tell like, me, I don't know. I don't work that way. I'm like, nah, man, you know, you do you, and he's like, nah, nah. What, what if he's like, Pitbull's from Miami? I didn't know that. Oh no, nah, he played. That was the what he playing. Nah, I'm like, bro, you have to have. Will Smith walking in Miami. I'm okay. gonna make it easy for you. Yeah, and he played that, but he didn't have no Trick Daddy or yeah, of course. <laughs> Rick of course, Ross. Of course, imagine like BMF. You thought you were gonna play BMF? <laughs> Pitbull, am I, am I three or five till I die? Three or five, man. That'll be nah, fine. That would have been dope. 
all the white people watching me like 305 <laughs> anthem the lights come on <laughs> sparklers but yeah bro i was in bed by like one wasted semi radio we're back for another one special Recurring episode guest. returning damn what are you speaking i do this guy is already, bro, he's hollywood i don't need to can't, even, see me, can't even have I, him on anymore i gotta bro. say i can't believe we even were able to snag him in here bro wow. Uh, as a favor, yeah, I had to call TMZ. I had to call TMZ, and they this let us. This guy's schedule has been nonstop, dude. Everyone wants a piece of him, bro. The legend, as seen on, <laughs> as seen on the hit. We could say, yeah. I mean, we could say hit TV show, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're one weekend, yeah. but we could say it on critics are going wild. Heels on stars, you, you yes, read, sir, dude. You read the article on Vanity? I read it, bro. <laughs> Variety. Variety. Damn, fuck that one up. We got Robbie Ramos in the building. Robbie this Ramos, a legend. A- AKA Diego Cottonmouth, yeah. bro. Yeah, he actually man. started as a Cuban. Hey, hey. I was still like, I want to do that. You know what I mean? I want to do something that I mean, excites That's what me. even made him even a little bit more uncomfortable. <laughs> it was like six people and you were like yeah, yeah, two dude. feet away from us. Yeah, yeah, bro. <laughs> but you didn't care, bro. No, no, no. I don't care, dog. <laughs> I, still I think you don't. need a little, a little not give a fuck yeah, to you make have it in to, this bro. business. You have to. You no, have of course. To. I mean, you have to have that kind of mentality depending, you know, knowing that you're going to play new roles no doubt that. and in fact like when i when i work with somebody that that i'm like oh they all they want to do is like look good or look cool or whatever it turns me off bro like dude it's not about that bro right. we're, we're doing this for something else if you're yeah. doing it because you want to look cool or whatever in front of the camera like bro you're you're fucked that's like 70 percent of djs uh <laughs> word yeah but that similar, but i mean and i think you you kind of get a little, you flirt with that idea every now and then when you're in the business where you're like, damn, but I want to look cool. I want people to know that I'm doing this shit. And, right. But it's like a thin line. But I feel like if you really want longevity and DJing or acting or whatever, it's like what you said, like you got to care about the right stuff, not like looking cool because that's a quick like flip. It's not really like the long-term success that you're going to produce if you're really serious about what you're doing. That's true. And sometimes the authenticity is what makes you cool. That's true. You know what I mean? Like there's DJs that maybe they're not cool in the sense of how we look at them, but then you're like, oh shit, he's different or he's got this unique thing about him. That's why that dude is cool. It's not because he's wearing something or he's talking a certain way. It's because he's authentic. Right. It's just, it's a longer round route to take, but it's always like the most, I feel the way to like real success, like longevity. No doubt, bro. Definitely. Like the payoff is, is longer. Which is something I wanted to ask. How did well, how was the payoff of like seeing that episode with your friends and family for the first time? It was wild, dude. It was, uh, and that it it happened to land on literally the ten year anniversary of me leaving to New York. Oh shit! That's so I left to New York August fifteen of twenty eleven, and that was on August fifteen of twenty twenty two. And I didn't, I, I had kind of thought about it, but again, it's one of those things that until you're in that moment, you're like, oh my God, dude. 10 years. Like, dude, how, if you wrote that in a script, you'd be like, bro, that's too spot on and it's corny and whatever. That legit happened in my life, bro. And there's no, it's not me planning when the premiere of Heroes yeah. Stars is coming out. It's not like I wrote a play and I'm like, oh, the play's going to premiere on August 5th. No, it's like some show that's completely out of my 
my uh, control, control and right. and and it happened on that day dude it's like a sign from god or <clears throat> or somebody man i don't know it's it's insane dude yeah. it's not so much pressure dog i do it i do it because uh it comes from my heart dude my my the cuba shit is is always uh something i'm carrying with me i like that but you especially now that you're getting deeper into hollywood you because you know there's very people don't like to talk about certain things in hollywood because they're scared of like stepping on toes or or not offending, getting a role offending right somebody like or offending, being, being labeled in this side or that side or, or getting canceled or whatever do you mm -hmm. you think like as as your your star level goes up you think that's something you got to think about or are you just like nah, i'm always gonna be 100 no it's, it's in the back of your head for sure man and it sucks dude it sucks because uh we live in a country where we could say you know everything we feel and and But now it starts to feel like maybe if you're in the entertainment business or even any job, really, um, you got to start kind of censoring your words a little bit. Um, I, I was just listening to Quentin Tarantino talk about with Bill Maher, actually, that the 50s for the film business, the 50s and the 80s were both censored eras in the film industry. And now we're in a similar place. But one of the things he said, which kind of stuck with me, was he started writing um reservoir dogs and uh true romance and all of that when it was in the 80s when it was censored you know his movie didn't come out till the right. 90s when things right. opened up again and people were free to fucking do these wild movies but he started writing those things in those eras where there was heavy censorship and things like that and and his point was that that'll come back around dude But we got to have people that are writing stuff that are, are is pushing the envelope and not pushing the envelope to like, you know, um, offend anybody. But it's like, dude, it's just the truth. Like this is authenticity is is that the like at the at the front of everything that I do. And especially with writing, dude, I want to make sure I tell the truth. Um, well, this is something, dude, like I, I read one time. You, there's a there's a writer called Miguel Pinero, right? And Miguel Pinero uh, was one of the early playwrights and Latino guys coming up. Miguel Pinero also had a lot of things in his life that were negative. You know, uh, there was allegations about things and shit like that. Um, my boy, what's his name? Um, who I love, dude. I love him. But uh, God, I'm blanking on his name right now. You obviously don't love him. No, 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 no. I love him, dude. I love him. But I'm blanking on his name. But the point was they were going to make this movie about Miguel Pinero. And and I remember reading that he said, well, I, I don't want to touch on those negative things of his life because I want him to be a Latino superhero. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, that's bullshit, dude. Yeah. Talk about the guy with all of his thing, especially if you're going to make a movie about him, the good and the bad, and then let us decide if he's a hero or not, or if we believe you or whatever, mm -hmm. but don't sugarcoat shit or make a, a um, some kind of content for somebody just to, to make them seem like they were an angel or whatever. None of us are fucking angels. We all have, yeah, you know, things that, that we don't want people to know about us, but it's the truth. So, uh, Yeah, bro. I, I I'm heavy on that, dog. You know, I go in on that, bro. <laughs> I know. That's why I had to ask you, bro. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I was curious, but yeah, yeah, yeah. that's awesome, bro. One and only Billy G in the Billie building. G in the building. What's up? What's up? What's up? Chef Billy Chef G. Billie. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> We didn't. I'm sorry. Probably. No worries. I was still working for Macy's and still doing my catering for like a year, and 
I had talked to I was really cool with my chef that that chef taught me a lot. He was definitely the, my biggest influence in cooking. Like he he was a genius at cooking. Not the best at making money. Right, that's two different things. He wasn't really good at setting like putting the right price and making money, but at cooking and showing me products and showing me the best things, he was really good at. So I had talked to him. And we had agreed that as long as it wasn't a conference of interest, that we didn't have multiple, like, like the clients, I wasn't poaching no clients right. from them. And I was, from day one, I never poached a client from Macy's. Yeah. The people that were doing events with me weren't pay, they didn't have Macy's budget yeah. um, at that point. Right. Uh, so I worked there for a year and Macy's decided to close the department. Yeah. So I went from Having my company, there was a baby and this and that, and having my job, like, be laid off. So, go home that day, I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do? And I went back the next day. I went and bought all the equipment that I could from them. Uh, pennies on the dollar. They gave me, because they liquidated the whole place. Wow. We, were, we had a warehouse uh, in Hialeah. Uh, was the original headquarters for Bourdain's. So we had the top floor. The bottom was all the furniture for Macy's and the top was us. Um, so we had equipment, like in a mountain of things, yeah. like crazy amount of space, crazy amount of things. And I went and I bought everything that I wanted and I needed from them for like $2,000. It was like $20,000 worth yeah, of equipment. Like, like, oven cost like $2,000. I didn't buy the ovens because I didn't buy the ovens, but I bought, no, there was a whole bunch of things, but I bought blenders that were like 500 bucks. Uh, yeah, but I, had, I, had, I bought two Vitamix, KitchenAid mixers, right. uh, like food processors, things that you wouldn't even notice, but that little thing cost like 300 bucks. Right, everything adds up, right? So, so it was like a blessing. It was a blessing. I won. And I hired the person that was my chef, the person that was the sales director of Macy's, and we kept all the events from Macy's. Wow. So, so kind of like swapped it over. I you went, had the equipment and the personnel. I went, I bought the equipment. I bought the, like, I, I heard, that wasn't one day, but little by little, I'm like, they're like, they had events that they had booked already that they had to sell. We had events that we did every year that they needed somebody and they already knew me. I already did the work. So it was an easy sell, and they knew my boss, and they knew the, the other people. So we basically went, and I rented a kitchen behind a strip club. Fire. And Hialeah. Miami. And Melody, not Hialeah, Melody. What was the name of the place again? Um, we've all been there for sure. Uh, it was Vivid. It was Vivid at it, one point. Oh, it was the one, yeah. The one it was Vivid at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So where you got in trouble for playing my edits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was Vivid at one point, and then it was the Floppy Rooster. The Floppy Rooster. Because it had a gay strip club on the side. Floppy <laughs> Rooster? Yeah. Jesus. So I, I seen it all. I, I seen it all. I've been in like, I got stories for days. Did you talk about Ito yet? No, no we haven't got Oh, because I was going to say, the furniture there is from, from, from the, the strip club. From the strip club. No way. No, no, there's stories for days. You're never gonna see me post a picture of a celebrity. Of course. And I've cooked for a million people, right. and from NBA players to NFL players to yeah. singers to this, and you're never gonna see me post a picture. I don't even own the picture. Yeah. Because I don't even ask them for the picture. I rather them see me and know who I am by name. Exactly. They have a picture. 
Like the people that need to know who I am and no. what I do, no. Exactly. I tell people the same. I, I tell that to DJs a lot because I'll be like, "Oh, I was with so and so," or like in, in casual conversation, or oh, I went to the studio and and your friends are like, "Why didn't you get a picture?" I'm like, "Because the first thing I want is for them to like." First of all, I don't care about the artist because I already have the manager's cell phone that's a number and their email. That that's nobody, what I care about. And no, and nobody knows that that artist doesn't book really? anything. Yeah. If that guy knows your name, you made a big deal. Exactly. Like, and most artists don't. Most artists don't care. Most artists in there, they want to eat, grab their shit, whatever, and put a binga. You know, like yeah, posting the picture is more for the people on the really, outside that yeah. don't and, affect your bottom and, and line. That's a, or, and that's why I tell people, people, oh, your Instagram could have 30, 40,000 followers, and they listen that I'm like, your product speaks for itself. My five thousand followers speak for like, and it's yeah. not even Instagram. Half of those people can't even afford my prices. Yeah. It's like the word of mouth is what's worth more. Your yeah, reputation. And it's the co and it's the cosign too, because you're in, you know, you're in some pretty high up groups and you're in some pretty, you know, top tier, you know, circles that you are the go to guy. You know, like you said, the Grumman, you know, you, you did sandwiches for Grumman, you're on his IG and everybody was like, Oh shit. That, that's like, why some people, oh, why don't you do more stuff like that? I do stuff like that all, all the, the time. time. You just don't know. Yeah. Like, it just so single it posted and you're never gonna see I posted what he reposted right, like right, I reposted right. what he posted you're posting right right, right. I'm not posting no they like, I've cooked for a whole right. bunch of people right wait no, so wait, no. when you cooked for Obama was that like did, did you have to like did they have to go through all your food or like how does that, that that's a whole different like I was one of the chefs I like, guess that wasn't with my company it was uh, another company hired me uh -huh. to basically handle the kitchen while he handled the outside because that's a whole different yeah, process. Of course. Like, we fed more Secret Service agents and cops than guests at that party. Wow. There was, Holy shit. There was over 100 officers and Secret Service agents. Wow. Like, that's a whole different ballgame. And do they have yeah. to, like, background check every single... Every single employee yeah. got background check. Every single employee got checked. Like, if, uh, like if it was TSA when you right. got there. We are at Lonesome Morning's house in Pinecrest. The top of the garage, we were in the bottom of the garage, and that's where we set up a kitchen. We brought all the equipment, and uh, halfway through our prep, they come and they tell us that we gotta leave. And they come with the with the bum dogs and the this dogs and wow. everything. It's a whole process. Everybody had a little magnet chip, so you had areas that you were tracked. Wow! So you had areas that you couldn't cross. So I always tell the story to people. We're in the backyard is huge. I'm behind the garage. I had to take a piss and I wasn't allowed to go to the bathroom <laughs> in that area at that moment. So I go to the back and I'm taking a piss behind a tree. And then I come back. As soon as I turn Damn, around, I there's it. a guy that jumps fucking from the roof. <laughs> and I fucking take a shit. <laughs> like I take a fucking shit. And there's a fucking sniper going to have lunch. And he's talking to me, shower, da, 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 or normal. And I'm freaked the fuck you out. Like, I'm mumbling. Like, uh, imagine this fucking, like, 6'4", white boy from, like, Arkansas, blue yeah, eyes, fucking, with yeah, a fucking... Black water, <laughs> black water, motherfucker. With a fucking sniper rifle. And I'm freaked the fuck out. Like, and he just has, like, like if he dropped two feet, like, two inches, stop. Yeah. Like, standing up like that. the roof. Like, yeah. yeah out. Out. That's wow. funny. He, has, he even has a lunch break. <laughs> <laughs> you never think of, like, a sniper getting a no, lunch No, no, I was just fucking cagao. Like, I was bumped. <laughs> uh, yeah, we got food. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> Damn. But it was definitely a dope, dope experience. No, I bet. I bet. That's, that's crazy. You mean... 
Well, then that's what they ask is what I want to do. They do they scan the food? Is that like, oh, this bread doesn't have a knife in it, you know? Like, uh, they had the, like coming in. Or, we had two agents at all times in the kitchen, like just watching us work. Yeah, and they do the dogs with the bone trips and stuff like that, but they're not like they don't have like an official tester. What I could tell you though is Obama sh or they have a chef that travels with him, mm -hmm. and you really don't know if he ate your food. Wow. Because okay. somebody, somebody takes him a plate, but you don't know if he ate it right, or not. Because right. he know what you don't get to him. You yeah, don't reach him. Of course, him. of course. But that was the, was that like a, a big event or like they were just having a dinner party? It was a it was like a gala for oh, okay, okay. 60 people, something sixty yes. Alonso Morning's house. The top top of Miami, I guess the Democrats were there, yeah. Damn. Lenar. Uh, half of the Heat team were there, Pat Riley. But you see, that's like that's what you were saying about posting pictures and that, this and that. It's no, like, you couldn't. Of course not. No, that one is. But that's like you, some, someone you, tastes your food there and they're like, yo, I you really. You wouldn't have been able to set up. They have blockers. Your cell phone yeah, yeah. didn't work there. That's kind of, yeah. 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 Like you wouldn't like be able to take a picture. You probably took that picture. You probably got to find out. Shot. You yeah. got shot. <laughs> <laughs> We got the the pride of Hialeah, yeah, me, me, me. or the pride yeah, of Kendall. Pride of yo, you got no, no, no. First three timers, right? First ever First three, three timers on the yeah. podcast. Oh, that's not good. That wow. says a lot, bro. <laughs> that says a lot, bro. And we, thank you, man. And three's a charm. Second, well, second appearance. For yeah. Yeah, second. I'm, I'm glad to be here. Thank you guys. I mean, thank you. Yeah, really, really thank you. Legends. I know Yoey fucking held you guys hostage to have us back. <laughs> <laughs> Please have me back. Come on, I'm gonna break we've that been, record. Gotta be number three. <laughs> we've been trying. We've been trying. We, we got know. the two hats and Mario Ramil in the building. Yes, bro. Selling out improvs, bro. What's oh, man, beautiful. I don't have a set list that I'm like looking mm. and I'm going. Okay, I'm gonna set up this joke and whatever. Like I'm still going through it in All my right. head. So actually, I, I went to I saw Stevo, mm -hmm. not a huge fan, but I I just I was curious to see him do stand up. Right, and he's somewhat kind of new. He's been a few years in, but he's he doesn't dominate stand up. So he has a very like uh, timeline. Yeah, like he's very like um um you know by the book with it. Right, and somebody was at the improv. Somebody just shoot up, shut up, and 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 said something. And you know, at first he was kind of like, "All right, dude, you know, like settle down, dude." Yeah, and then he kept <laughs> going, and the guy says something, and he goes. Hey man, why don't you shut? And it, it wasn't even like a funny like like rebuttal heckle yeah. thing. It was like, man, I'm trying to fucking my best up here, man. And you just keep talking shit. Shut the fuck up. Oh. And it, at that point, it was yeah. Everybody's like, this is kind of abusive. Like, yeah. like it, 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 and yeah, to the point where like a cop came and took him out. Like, and he was like, Especially, serious man. about yeah. it. like, I don't tr like that. After that, it became awkward. Yeah, because you got to. I mean, I've I've had situations like that. And it's where, very similar. Yeah, like and DJ I don't look and I don't talk in the mic. And I, I've told a lot of people like, and it's funny because now people are gonna be like, yo, I bitch at her. And I'm like, yo, like, I regret a lot of those things, but <laughs> but some people did deserve it, but at the same time, like being in that position, you're kinda like you 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 know, you step back and you're like, damn, okay, I sound kind of rude or whatever, but you have to kind of know the the presence and or whatever. But and it's also not, it, the the idea that that lady probably paid to see me. Yeah. Correct. That's what so, I don't get. But, but the, the, that, that's that, what blows up because with the DJ side, it's different. Like, obviously, you didn't know, you don't know who I am and I'm yeah, DJing, whatever. Yeah. And you're cool. But then when they get more aggressive, I would 
be more aggressive yeah, back. Yeah, so a comedian, like you pay but the ticket. I don't. There's, I never get that. There's a line, like like I'll I'll address you in a nice way because I do know in the back of my you mind like dress you probably you like to dress people. Yes. Address, oh, address, oh, address, yeah. you horny nice. fuck. And, and <laughs> no, I'll address them early on and just be like, kind of like, all right, you know, maybe like a little joke or whatever, because I do in the back of my mind know that they paid for a fucking ticket. But once they disrupt the show for everyone, yeah. it's like, yes, yeah, so did everybody else. And it's not just a show for you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So respect the other 300, whatever yeah, that's people. That's always are. my thing. Like, no matter, even if they don't know me and they just came to the club to whatever, it's like, bro, you came to have a good time. Why are you going to be all negative Nancy? Yeah. yeah like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. is your life that terrible I that just, you have to, the song's going to, if I play this song, bro, you're going to get a fucking their, promotion yeah, and you're yeah. going to fucking. Like, I just saw a, a, a lady. Uh, what's the the that Crockett guy? That's what I was up. I was about to talk oh, about. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw stage. that. That's I saw the, that. Um, that dude from that show, right? He used to be on SNL. Oh, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Wild yeah. and Out. Funny and, and, Wild and, and Out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Has anything like that ever happened to you? Like somebody get on stage? I mean, yo, but, but she, like, hey, they let her go way too long. Yo, but yeah, she went, she went ham, and like, and that's what I'm saying. How did they get to that? How did they get to that position where like she was just standing? And then I didn't see though. I think she was just saying like. I don't like what you're saying or or whatever. Which I can see that on a cruise That's what she said. I can see that on a cruise ship because, again, you didn't pay to see that comedian. Just whatever comedian was there. But the same thing, if they she paid to see him, what would she do? Yeah, she's trying to cancel him. Yeah, cancel him on the on the stage. Really, literally. She's trying to cancel him. Those things probably happen more from like on a on a comedian level on an open mic. Thing, right, because people are going just to the open mic. They don't know. The nah, comedian. but if you go to open mic, I mean, you it's on, it's, go it's, with the mindset of these guys are starting off. These guys no, no, understand. Yeah, I mean, a lot but, of the times, like 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 this guy, Bill Burr, and stuff like they're so opinionated, and it'll be on a controversial. Like they'll be talking about abortions or something. Yeah. So it's like you Thin know, line. you know what you're doing as a comedian is gonna strike someone in the audience that's yeah. gonna feel a certain way. So you're almost kind of prepared. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So not to the extent where they're going to get on stage, but you know what you're saying is kind of, you know, I, I, I don't try to write with that intent. You know, I usually like just write personal shit and stuff yeah. like that. But yeah, every now and then you touch a subject, like mm-hmm. you say some crazy shit, like, you know, something about fat girls or something. And immediately you start seeing people change or something. You know what I'm saying? So Wait, it's like talking uh, about me. Yeah. Or, or just the term itself. <laughs> yeah. Or you say something like, it's you alcoholic know, fuck in the yeah, you know, the back of your, gay guy or whatever. You have that in the and back then, of your mind when you're writing, or you or are you just like, oh, this is funny. Say that again? Like, do you have those thoughts in the back of your mind? Like, damn, maybe I shouldn't maybe well, I should yeah, change this. There's or, certain bits, like, like, especially when they try them out in rooms that are a little more hippie-ish, that I'm like, it's not gonna be received well. Like, especially <laughs> if you don't execute it right, it just sounds like you hate people and so you can tell like people are is that how he really feels like that's crazy and you're just like no nah, this is just a joke but certain times yeah i'll feel like this one might get well that's how you felt remember when when we were trying to figure out if the doctor was gonna go or not to the last show uh-huh. and you were like and you're like i don't know because the doctor talked about covid you know it was and like you, a touchy... I when you were every time we would sit down to figure out what we we're gonna do you were like I don't know. I'm trying to figure out. You're always trying to like figure out how you're gonna go because you know it was gonna. Touch yeah, people. because by th- those are the subjects that you know. By default, you're gonna have a fifty-fifty yeah. split. And I was gonna, I was gonna ask um, about like COVID jokes or like those kind of jokes. What's the reaction from people or like? He was doing them in the middle of actual COVID. Yeah, actual, like, 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 COVID. like when it was still hot, when it was yeah. like, when the streets were still like hot. I, we only got half a room because of that. Right, 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 right. right, 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 right. right. We had like. 
30, yeah, it like was, it 60%. Was percent. Percent. Yeah, but yeah. the bit that you did of, oh, I got to sit down. If not, I'm going to get it. Everybody lost it. In yeah. the beginning, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah everybody yeah. laughed at, at yeah, that. At see, least. at, at, at that, that, you try to find the most, like, logical, right. nonsensical harmless, thing. Like, 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 for example, like, oh, I'm glad everybody walked in with a mask and you can finally take it off when you sit down. But when you go to the bathroom, you got to put it back on. Yeah. And then when you come back, you can take it off and eat. Like, so I kind of poked fun. So at that point, like, it's like obvious, like yeah, it's silly. The shit Fuck that it. we all do, like yeah, it's like, hurry, hurry up and run back to the seaboard. Right. Right. Which is right. what I said, like oh, COVID almost got me. It's like and it's isn't a silly it, thing. Mar, isn't it crazy for you though? Like as a as a comedian, like doing it within this, like within the quote unquote cancel culture. Like you guys were like comedians were the most untouched in this because they could. They, they, that's what it is. Yeah, right? Comedy that's relief. No I think before. to a degree. So like, look how many comedians have been. Touched because of this, yeah, you, you know, know also. I, I think to a degree, like, and this might be a controversial thing to say, but I think you you get you get canceled if you want to get canceled. Wow. You like, look for it, you're saying? No, you can't cancel someone that doesn't give if a If they go, yeah, yeah I said that, fuck. fuck you too. <laughs> and they're like, wait, no, you can't say that. You know, Chappelle's a perfect example. Like, he talks about the LGBTQ community and he, and he kind of shits on them, but he also shits on his own people and he shits on this and he shits on like at that point like you're basically saying like cancel him for this but it's okay if he says the n-word it's okay right. if he says so he's himself showing how much of a hypocrite society is so he's basically saying like fuck you if you cancel me huh. you might as well cancel yourself as well because you're right. being a hypocrite you're not right. canceling me for me saying all this shit about black people mm -hmm. why don't you cancel me when i said this about uh the jews he has a bit about the jews yeah no, 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 but you want to attack this. So he's showing you how much of a hypocrite you are. So you know what I'm saying? Easy, and so he himself, he's like, yeah, cancel and all of it. And if, if, he, can't cancel, if he can't cancel all of it, then you can't cancel If he goes away, then it's like you're, he's letting himself be canceled just by like right. giving and into I, the... And I think there there was a tip. Uh, it was a little move of the needle. The fact that Netflix didn't pull his shit. Like, I think that was the very start mm -hmm. of and like this cancel standing... culture shit shifting bleeding into so many things yeah. you know what i'm saying because i understand the necessity for it you know what i'm saying there's people like yo and frisco running around <laughs> and you <laughs> need no some of the me too stuff you, you boys, need yeah. you need <laughs> you need to control these freaks right <laughs> but when it starts bleeding into other areas like i don't like what you said about this in 2001 right. let's cancel him in 2021 like Forced. i don't think it should work that like like there should be a statue of limitation on things obviously if you raped and shit like that and right. it's proven then you're, whatever sure you're fucking you should go to jail but for other things like dude if you're a comedian yeah. your job is to push the envelope your job is to first of all you're in a sanctuary right there you know what i'm saying like people know that you're going to a comedy club to hear the shit that you can't hear out there yeah, yeah. this is a private place mm -hmm. you're gonna hear crazy shit you're going to be in that position. You know what I'm saying? How are you going to go sit there and be like, okay, Jew joke. That was okay. Okay. Make fun of Hispanics. That's cool. Uh Oh, he's talking about uh, white women. Yeah. Or he's talking about uh, like uh, a uh, uh, gay, gay <laughs> lesbians. Uh -huh. No, I, I draw the line. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I think a lot of people want to be part of something too. Like to say like, Hey, we like, took this guy down yes, or, yes. or like, Oh, we, we oh, were a part like of the this. power of the power of like, the just get behind something. Right. And I think because of social media, more people have had that opportunity mm -hmm. to be like, to have that platform. I don't, yeah. I don't like what this guy said on the Grammys or whatever. I'm going to take it to Twitter and message the Grammys. And you can do that now. 
I love a, watching the comments of like they like just people like you know normal day every day middle America like 200 followers, but they like will reply to something about an article about Dave Chappelle and it's like you could tell they just want to like say right like today I went on Twitter and I fucking did I went in gave it Chappelle. to the man yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and and you know I did I did my due diligence yeah. you know I, I well, even read it and it's like <laughs> well, he did it. you know what I'm saying yeah. and I think because of social media that whole movement's been pushed a little further than it should have you know what I'm saying. Um, but again, I think the Netflix thing was the first step to them kind of being like, all right, let's not get too carried away. Like and, there's still freedom of speech, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And also I think since the Netflix thing and maybe a little bit before, I feel like the canceling only lasts a little bit. Like these cancel culture people have like, like, oh, like the time, forget. like the time. Yeah. yeah like it's, it's, time heals all. They're, they're, they're canceling so quick that like people are already forgetting. They yeah. 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 You know, next they like, cancel fast, but they uncancel faster. They forget about things. Like, Yo, this well, that is that just shows that. you how how um Irrational? how serious. No, how the the severity of it. You know what I'm saying? If it really was like Cosby, that was a real fucking thing. Yeah, like it yeah. wasn't just two or three chicks coming out and be like, "Oh, he touched me." Like this guy was raping people in their sleep. Yeah, right. he was a megla fucking star, dude. He didn't have to do any of that shit. Yeah. Chappelle killed that joke. He no, it was, it was, was able to talk about it was Hannibal Burris. Hannibal Burris. Hannibal Burris was the first one. He's the one that outed him. I yeah. saw him no, live in Winwood. But what Chappelle said it, when he did his bit about Cosby's, like he raped, but he did good. Like he had people laughing about this. Like that's crazy. Well, at that point, yeah, people already. It was known. Like out of, out of all of the first ones, Hannibal it was Hannibal. Doug Cosby. Really? He, I saw him at Winwood. At we, he did a pop up. This was like fucking seven years ago. At Grams, right? At Grams, yeah. dude. They do. I was like on the lineup, and then we started hearing like, "Oh, Hannibal might drop in. Hannibal might drop in." I was like, "Yo, Hannibal, like, that's fucking dope." You know what I'm saying? And I had just gotten off stage when this motherfucker comes in the room. Small dude. I'm talking about like 20 people in the audience. Like it was dope as fucking. And he gets on stage, and I had kind of known him, you know, through like just like right. a pickle juice joke and like little things like that. But yo, he gets on stage and he starts. He starts going ham. He's he's a dope comic. But halfway through the set, he's like, "Yeah, he rapes like fucking Cosby or whatever." And everybody was confused because think about it. At that point, Cosby was just uh, Big Ed. What, 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 um, Fred, what was the cartoons and all that shit that he oh, made? He was Fat, Albert. Fat Albert. He was the Cosby show. He was, was so at Jello. That, at that point, yeah, yeah, kids say the darnest thing. So at that point, the audience was even like, and he goes, oh, yeah, I don't believe it. Like, Google this shit. Like he rapes. Yeah, it still wasn't. It still wasn't like confirmed. No, by, by, he was already by a massive. And yo, the audience was like, and then he got into it. He's like, it's not just four or five women. It's like fucking twenty. So, it's crazy. But that's how much power, like, like wow. things like that, comedy yeah. and stuff like. Yeah. Because yo, after that, after that, Cosby started getting fucking uh, uh, put out there. I mean, that's what happened with R. Kelly with with the documentary. Like everybody knew. I mean, all the signs were out. We yeah. knew. You know, age is nothing but a number. All this shit. And then the documentary <laughs> came out. And motherfuckers wanted to collect. You know? see, a week, yeah. a you week after like in, the documentary, I almost got. <laughs> have you seen him like in Zimbabwe? Thrown at me by a yeah. girl for playing arcade. Can you play it now? Have you played it? Oh, I love. I play Fiesta. Uh, no, I can't. You right, never play Fiesta. Look, Fiesta. Jay Z is like I won't play arcade no, by himself. Look, I've done. I've done. Look, I've done. I've done. The fat I've Joe. done Gigolo. Oh, 
Oh, I Jesse, love but that's all by himself. But it's no, yeah, it's Nick Cannon. It's Nick oh yeah, Cannon. Okay, okay, and he's yeah, on the hook. Yeah, yeah. I've done on the hook, but then like on the hook, I'm already you mixing out. We see on that one. I throw we on that without him. That's the only one I missed, bro. See, that's I throw that one without him. I started at them. How? No, bro. Fuck it. Him? No, it's him. That's the song. Turn it up. I can't. Have you seen him recruit? It's the most gangster video. He's like in Zimbabwe or something, doing some content. He's like. Who wants to go back home <laughs> with <laughs> me? Yo. You got to get your what? vaccination. What? I was upset. Yo. Yeah, yeah, dude. yeah, that, but I, I, you know what? I've played it a lot, but I get out before the hook. I don't he even play the hook. Or oh, sometimes he I play the hook. But, dog, hey, I was obsessed when it first came out. Trapped in the closet. Oh, that sounds awesome. Amazing. But now you know it's real. It's Amazing. Crazy. Of course. Who was trapped in the closet? I mean, there had to, there had to, there had to have been. Has anybody got it mad at you guys for playing at any moment before he died in the middle? Ma- Michael, Michael Jackson? Jackson? No. Never, right? Michael no. Jackson? Even noticed. Okay. Nah, but he was that's canceled a... for like half a second. Nah, nah, nah. But, but that guy you reached such a level of, of, Star, of, yeah. of stardom. That yeah. I even That's even like if, if people did give you shit, more people bro. will be against that person giving you shit. The yeah. video, yeah. yo, the yeah. video of him just standing there for like eight minutes and he's just like, yeah, yeah, and, and people are crying, like goosebumps, bro, yeah, for no reason, <laughs> bro. He, he's standing, he pops up, and then motherfuckers like, you see the <laughs> like the little German girl, like, yeah, fucking uh-huh. balling, bro, and I'm he's just say, there. There's only a few people that in history that have reached that. All right, here's a question for you guys. And when I was working at the state. <laughs> I used to, I used to, I used to take census like this. Who do you think is a bigger, historically, who's a bigger star, or who has more longevity within their their field, Elvis or Michael Jackson? Same. You go with the same. Michael Jackson for the younger, like younger kids are not gonna know who Elvis or give a fuck who Elvis is. So to me, it's the same. It's just a little later because I have them. I until Michael Jackson died, I had Elvis on top. Like, I love they I don't change did. the landscape of exactly. yeah. music. I don't look. I don't value, and this might be a super left field. I don't value like Elvis. I don't value like the Beatles like that. No, like okay. no, like I don't know. They weren't in my spectrum growing up. You know, right. That's so what like, no, no, no. But what I'm but, but there's a lot of people. Erased. Yeah, no, but no, there's I, a lot of people that I get it. I uh, same same here. But like I'm saying, like just taking your like. Like, for example, you don't value them, but you know them. Exactly. Like, who and, do you and that's think? what I was going to say. Because there's people that look at Elvis, like, fucking bigger than Michael Jackson. Yeah. Right. Which yeah. is insane. I, I had that. Like, who do you I think like will that. live farther? I think Michael Jackson farther. is known more. Michael because, Jackson? Yeah, Because he, was, so. he still was in that 80s, 90s. Yeah, there was TV. There was yeah. MTV. Yeah. He got that. that I like, think Elvis' impact at that time in the generation and what he did, and for those people, is bigger than Michael Jackson. But Michael Jackson will have a longer longevity of yeah, a career like was, Madonna. it's it's crazy how many madonna yeah. i think madonna's like, music will never die it, he he yeah. was he was influenced by dead like, already, his, no nah. elvis <laughs> was always influenced by soul by all of like yeah. urban music so like he he would go to like those coffee shops elvis was just, the original yeah. slim shady bro yeah yes. yeah i was gonna say that yeah. Yeah. he's the original thing. he's Very original weird. like artists that like cross that barrier from just he's like hey i like i like what they're doing let me do it music but it's yeah. both the white way let me fucking yeah. do this and shake my ass yeah you ever seen the the one the, the movie where he meets the president whatnot nixon oh, nixon, nixon and yeah, bro, yeah. Oh, good movie, like bro. he really thought like that he was really like a guy but that but that's what i'm saying like like that mythology of him still lives on like he didn't he didn't play by right he was just bigger than life yeah and hold up in the same thing he thought he wasn't about elvis michael jackson we can go into 
other groups or other circles or whatnot, or in a couple years later, people might be like, I was Michael Jackson. Wow, bro, it was Tupac. Tupac changed that. Like, some people have Tupac there. Yeah. Some right. People have, right. People hold no, their, yeah, their art different. different, man. Uh, and it's my, different. My it's from yeah, it's true. Like, I mean, my cousin, when I, it's Tupac. I'm sorry. It's Tupac. Yeah, tell them. But look, for example, I, 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 think, I think if you talk to, like, someone that just came from Cuba, I think they're more likely to know... Elvis and Jackson and Tupac. I know, I know. Oh no, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, but but, then, huh? but that's a specific. But it's because it's because the world yeah. the world stops. <laughs> Let's just say anybody that just came to the states. Like yeah, I feel like, like they're world country type. Like you barely have TV. Yeah, you know they'll Michael probably Jackson. know who Elvis and Jackson. Yeah, more than Elvis. But, but we've also come encounter right. with people that say that that have told me that Beyonce is the greatest artist of all of time. All time. And I'm like, I had an argument with. When I had an argument, I just stopped talking, and I was like, okay, cool. Wow. No, no. Beyonce's the best. I'm like, what am I talking to Kanye now? <laughs> She's the best performance of all time. And I'm like, yeah, now. Yeah. She's like, no, no, no. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Better than like Frank Michael Sinatra Jackson, Jackson or like Frank all Sinatra, these things. Elvis. How about Whitney Houston? Yeah, yeah. like all these yes. people. All of them. It's all subjective. And if you don't think so, you're crazy. I was like, oh, okay, you know who's a better artist, a bigger artist, and a more talented person? I think, my opinion, oh. now than Beyonce would be Lady Gaga. Oh, yeah, duh. yeah, for I sure. Think. Well, no, she also she could also transcend different different genres of shit. Like yeah. she's a great actor. I think I she's think when her she's time's a... over, she's gonna be people she'll are finally there. gonna look and be like, wow. Yeah, like, she'll like, be there. And I, and I know people are doing it now, but they'll be like, whoa, what a fucking icon, dude. Yeah, that's what people are gonna do with you guys. I think when it's all yeah, said right and done, right. 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 just to get segued in, you guys yeah. are gonna transcend up, comedy. Up, we're gonna start tooting horns. These two guys are here. We're not even on the screen, right? Okay. Okay. You know, to me, one of the ones that really got this podcast stuff going nah. in Miami, I, I, at least in the, in the DJ circle and the music circle, until pandemic and everybody had to stay home. To me, they were the only podcast that was happening at the time. So, hey. Yeah, you yeah, guys yeah. Actually, there was other podcasts too, right? happening, but okay. yeah, there was. But there was a remote we'll podcast. Yes, Come but the on, remote right? sitting right next oh, to you. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. But the remote podcast is it doesn't. It, you guys reach music industry guys. People, he reaches his audience, the people that watch <laughs> yeah. him. This and that. No, yeah, you know, allow here. Oh, boy, the we got money. You know, all that stuff. Marita sponsor. No, you said enough. You said enough. But during the pandemic, you you were podcasting a lot. We Enough. Did. How did the comedy come back? As like he said, like DJing came back, like boom, shortage Bro, the, of DJs. The but. comedy never. In fact, there's more people on social media. Obviously, nobody was doing anything, so I just kept doing my shit. I kept posting sketches and going live and stuff like that. But I just saw a bigger return on it. You know what I'm saying? Because people were right. just tapped in. Yeah. So podcasts were you know i did enough of them you know we usually go live wednesday nights you'd also saw like a big wave of people being comedians right like oh i have nothing to do i want to try this because i did see a lot I more comedy it. nights but i'm saying when everything kind of opened back up again was is there like a scene now i don't because i don't even remember what the scene was well yeah there's before. a few like like people that because improv had come and then but it was like what two years maybe and then the pandemic hit and then well, funny enough that Mario always told Yoyi and I that there was always a comedy scene because of Manny and all these guys. Yeah, like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. But like us, that we're in another world, we don't even know about these things. And these things are happening almost every day in the yeah, city. I've been like, noticing what? that. Well, Miami is always the, the culture for comedy here has always been a little like. Like. 
I don't think were respected in that field yet. You know what I'm saying? Like even Schultz came down, but he wasn't right. like he didn't pop up anywhere. Like yeah, he, it's he like they come here to just be part of the the, the atmosphere vibe. and vibe of it. Yeah. But the culture, they kind of like look at it now. From to answer your question, from before the the pandemic to now, I feel like people just want to go out. You know what I'm saying? Like this, the, my my boy Manny Garavito. <laughs> Has put up rooms almost every night. That shit was unheard of when I started in comedy. Like to get up every night. So I think the culture of comedy is definitely getting more uh, uh, space to work on your craft and really fucking, you know, flush out jokes and get in front of a crowd. Like that shit was never really for me. I would have to do like a bringer show at the improv. You would have to bring 10 people on a Tuesday right. night to get five minutes on stage. And sometimes you'd be like the fucking. 25th comic to get You're on like, stage. like, yo, but I have nine. Oh, you're the 30th. Yeah. That would happen. <laughs> yeah. That would happen. If you didn't bring 10, like, yeah. let's say you got, yo, on a Tuesday night at Fort Lauderdale Improv right. to get 10 fucking people to go. It's insane. That's just crazy. Yeah, that's tough. When it's... nobody fucking knows, like, and, and not only that, but if this is like the eighth time they go to your comedy show to still hear your same stupid dick yeah. jokes, they'll be like, yo, brother, like, yeah. and then to get five minutes too. Like, it's not like, you know, you get try to try to do a half hour or something where at least they could sit there and be like, oh, you know, I'll see you for five minutes. By the time you're you're on your second joke, you're they're giving you a light. You know, those were the shows I was doing now. Like just last night, I just did that full cow. I just yeah. popped in and did fucking 10, 15 minutes. That show was hard to do back then. You know, and so you, I think the coach is getting in Miami is getting a little more uh, respected and a little more and there's more like you said there's shows but you could like hang out now like if you know if you're not on, on going up right 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 there's, there's something going on you there's like the vibe of yeah like, after show and thanks to social media and shit like that there's more people that like are crafting a crowd and stuff like that so it's 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 cool to see like when you post about a show some people show up you know what i'm saying like because they see you on social media they follow your career you know what i'm saying so it's definitely dope, but as far as the, like the pandemic went, I honestly, bro, like, isn't it sound kind of fucking weird? But we, we had a great time during the fucking like, yeah, like we, we rocked like, a bunch of shows. Bro. I got yeah, I made the most money I've made. Yeah. I fucking we did the Curtis Mansion yeah. show. Uh-huh. Uh, people went the improv. The we part of the bubble. We went into the NBA bubble. What was that? The, the Davidoff. The thing. Oh, we went to the bubble. Davidoff thing, like in Tampa. Yeah. yeah. Like honestly, I think just people were just like they wanted to see live shit. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure to visit mia-radio.com so you can listen to all the latest podcasts on Spotify, Mixcloud, and make sure you rate, subscribe, review, because that does help us with the podcast. And thank you guys for listening.